I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound. This is Real Spoilers, episode 746. A, a true milestone. A true milestone. Wow. I don't usually read off the, the numbers or the titles. And so like that number, when you say it out loud, it's really big. <laughs> it's a big number. <laughs> I don't want to leave our guests hanging. If you're watching this, you see that Tom is not here. He's gallivanting. He's protesting Disney World. Something about... <laughs> DeSantis rally or something that he's, I don't, I don't know why he's down there, something like that. But we're joined by a special guest today. You know him, you love him, you've seen him before. Darren Lumberg, how are you, sir? I am good. How are you guys? We're good, great. Buddy. Good, buddy. You need your uh, resident old man, I guess. Is yeah, why. right? <laughs> oh, Tom's gone. Let's see who we can find. Oh, we got we to bring, bring the average age up. Who's yeah. going to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> Reading the paper, eating your, what Absolutely. is the, the Benefiber? Oh, yeah, something like that. What was the, uh, oh, man, they were so gross, but my grandparents used to have them all the time, and they were just Monster like squad. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they were just that gross. Monster squad. That sounded so it was, right. It was like the most, it was like porridge. It was like thick, gross porridge that they would eat. Blech. Lovely. Well, old, old, old people food. <laughs> Before That's we disgusting. get into that, let's get, let's get into a heaping help of shameless plugs, all right? I'm going to try to do the best I can. I may or may not have just quickly assembled these lists. So <laughs> if you don't hear from us, yell at us like Ralph Tribble did. Yes, hi, Ralph Tribble. We saw you. You shared Little Mermaid. We appreciate it. But if you are like Ralph and got overlooked by us, just tune in and I'll mention you again next week, or Tom will at least. So anyway, thank you for sharing the show. Invasion of the Remake, David Rojas, Spoiler Piece Theater, Jason Weesey. James Enstall from geek to me Radio, not going to read Tom O'Keefe's name, Dan Buffa, In Session Film, Dan and Nancy Tweet the Movies, Colby Mack, 
Real spoilers? Have, have, we've never read. Do we? I mean, I mean, I guess it's it's, it's the Brad Hyen rule. Like, yeah, was do, was yeah. real spoilers on the show last week? <laughs> anyway, well, which real spoilers? That's the question. That's well, uh, that's okay. a whole different podcast. <laughs> Feel and film. Ryan L. Terry, Ronnie Castle, Jason from Binge Movies. I was I did a guest appearance on there, so go check that out if you haven't. D. W. Lumberg from Nostalgia Cast. Well, that's exciting to have your name read. See, usually that if you're on the show, you don't get your name read but this is uh this he is you worked that out on circumvented the brad hyen rule name dropping all over the place <laughs> i like it mike mike and oscar matt neglia from next best picture moving over to my other list here chris falls glenn cougar melon brewer julianne jordan chris magican ralph tribble again ralph tribble did i say that right ralph tribble <laughs> all right we see you <laughs> heather Sachs, taylor ward tom dowdy josh rosen Tammy Lynn Powers Betts, Gabriel Lugo, Ron Johnson, the Reverend Brenton Smith, Christopher Rex, real spoilers on Facebook, just in case that does count, <laughs> and Matt Reedy. So thank you so much, everyone, for sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. Helps our numbers get up. We charted not quite as high as Fast X. We had the Basler bump on that one, but <laughs> I, 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 I Basler bump. Yeah, I think I think we got up to 59 on the top film charts on Apple Music or Apple iTunes podcast, whatever they call that. So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, how many how many film podcasts have to be out there? There's got to be tens of thousands, I would <laughs> Name think. Name right? spoilers. I bet you there might be. Well, Ooh. there might be a few of those, but... <laughs> I think there's uh, even a nostalgic cast. I think a nostalgic some... oh, really? cast? Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh. Gosh. <laughs> All right. You just, just can't you win. You bastards. Nope. <laughs> but anyway, thank you again for sharing the show. Also, leave us a review. That helps the show as well. Rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. They usually let you rate us. I don't think we have any new ones this week, but nope. a little birdie told me that someone named Darren may be leaving a review soon, so that's Ooh. exciting. So yeah. you know what? He he won't get his name read if he shares the show next week, but if he writes a review... It will get read. This is the oh, only time you can circumvent the Brad Hyen rule <laughs> is to write a review. So you have one shot to do this, Darren. Okay. I will make, yeah. I will write that down in a calendar to make sure. Nope. <laughs> no pressure. Thanks, thanks for guilting me into that. I Put it into your day planner. And if you don't see a review from Darren, make sure to tweet at him. And <laughs> Please. <laughs> he does have a very active Twitter account that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Hey, this isn't the plugs. This is our <laughs> no, plugs. Oh, sorry, his, sorry, plugs sorry. Are later. his plugs are later. <laughs> <All right. laughs> also, one of the other things, we've got a Patreon where we're doing, usually it's a horror movie Patreon. I don't know why or how that happened, but this- Nobody was paying attention to it? Yeah. Yeah, no one was <laughs> and paying I attention. And took it over. <laughs> and it got turned into a horror movie. But we, we've had some expenses lately that were unforeseen, we and yeah. we haven't gotten into them yet. We may do that at some point, but let's just say that your contributions, supporting the show, not just equipment and hosting and all that stuff but other fees come up out of nowhere sometimes and they came in very much handy the past month <laughs> yes. so thank you guys so much if you haven't signed up for the patreon there's tons of bonus stuff on there we're doing mcu uh, the phase one that we never covered on the show before so it's a great chance to get in for that all the old stuff and seriously when we say we can't do the show without your support like it means the world to us so thank you so much if you can throw five bucks at us a month that really does help the other thing is youtube we're almost at 300 subscribers if you haven't just pop over there on youtube if you can click the subscribe button it really does help get those episodes seen it's a lot more work that goes into editing videos so i'm just going to say i mean it's fun to do we love to do it but since we are spending the extra time and the extra editing software and all that stuff we'd love to have people watching the videos over there so oh, just yeah. pop over hit the bell or don't whatever like if you don't want to hear from us mute us but hit that subscribe button and that will help us out with the algorithms over there and i think that's it anything else i need to plug joe no i think you're good 
All right. Well, let's get into the movie, guys. Uh, Transformers Beast Wars. Man. Growing up, what are your what's your experience with Transformers, Joe? Oh, I mean, they were it, right? Like, when I was a kid, it was Thundercats, He-Man, G.I. Joe. Oh, G.I. Joe. Heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Transformers and superheroes and wrestling, right? Like, those were those were the big things. Did the so, wrestlers fight the Transformers and the G.I. Oh, Joes? And the- I, had those, I had those massive, like, LJN, hard rubber, 80s action figures. And you could, I mean... Kids don't, today don't understand oh. <laughs> that we would kill each we could kill each other with our toys. Like mm. the so, trans- we didn't need an old man guest. <laughs> no. Joe just started off with kids today. <laughs> kids like today. the 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 Transformers that I had were like legit metal. Oh, they, they were. were. They were. They weren't yeah. plastic. <laughs> Op- now, yeah. Megatron was a gun <laughs> that you could Op- turn him into a gun. Optimus Prime was this huge. There was a gigantic one. I had this. I had, yeah. I mean, maybe gigantic's an overstatement, but as a kid, it seemed huge. You could actually transform the trailer into a robot or it would turn into the tractor trailer. And then you would add the big rectangle, yes. like the actual trailer, onto it and you could roll them around and everything. And I'll tell you what, all those Transformers, my Ninja Turtles, oh, Ninja whatever Turtles. else, all gone at garage sales for one or two dollars. I uh. kick myself every. Who would have known, right? Right. Me, <laughs> you have them all. You have all uh, your toys. No, I've gone back oh. and rebought them though. Oh, well, that's yeah, that's that not is, that does I, you not can't, count. Like you can't see it from this mm-hmm. point of view because I'm afraid to show it. Like, but oh. if I turn my camera around, it is messed down. I here. was gonna say, don't pan down. I don't know what you're talking about I got over pants. there. I got shorts on. You got shorts. Okay, I got shorts <laughs> this time. Yeah, uh, this time, Darren. How about you? Did you watch the shows? Did you play with the toys, or what was that like? Growing up, I think I mentioned this to you guys somewhere before, but I'm an only kid, and so my mm-hmm. mom just to try to make sure, and and I didn't, and a single parent, so I didn't have a dad around. So it was my mom mm-hmm. trying to make sure I had all the stuff that boys were supposed to have. So my three obsessions growing up that she made sure I had Godzilla, I had James Bond, and I had Transformers. So those are my <sighs> the three things that I really concentrated on. That's so wonderful. yeah. I've known she used to go off on Tupperware parties, and every time it was she'd buy me like a Transformer or a GoBot or something and bring it back for me. GoBot, so yeah, I've, I've been <laughs> I've been in love with these things forever. We even did like for Nostalgia Cast, we did a Transformers the movie episode. Oh, I love I, that I, movie! I love where I brought on episode. yeah, I brought on my son, and we talked about the movie. We talked about like how I passed on my love of the toys to him. That was the first like bootleg VHS yeah. I ever bought. Was <laughs> oh the, my gosh. Was the director's cut. Of Transformers they had the, the movie, yes. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. you know what? When it comes to me, not to step on Darren's toes here, but <laughs> I I loved that movie, and I rented it from the video store on VHS. And then I wanted to get a copy of DVD. Well, that DVD went out of print. Now, it did. as you may know, it's on Steelbook 4K, regular 4K DVDs are at Target for five bucks. Like a kid, the it's Shout Factory, right? He, yeah, the Shout yeah. Factory did yeah. the newer one, but they've been re-released since. But at the time when I was a kid, like let's say, I don't know if I was 10 or 12 or whatever, but I wanted that movie. I'm like, in DVD, it will look great. And it was out of print. And so for Christmas, my mom went on eBay and like bought the no. you know, $40, $50 out of print pay with DVD order, for me. Because payment right. didn't mom. exist yet. <laughs> but yeah. she knew how much I loved that movie and I had only seen it on VHS. So, And then, of course, after she went through all the trouble, you know, a few years later, they're like, oh, yeah, let's just release this everywhere. It's in the $5 Walmart bin or whatever. But I'll never forget that, though, that like I, I wanted nothing more DVD-wise than that movie. And it was it was a really special movie to me just because like when I grew up, I had all those toys. I watched the show. And then the question I wanted to lead into for you guys was then, so I grew up with the 1984 Transformers G1, as it's called. When Beast Wars came out, 
I just could not get into that animation. I just could not do it. That proto CG. It's real bad. I, yeah. I, watched, I watched Reboot, <laughs> and the only thing I can think of, same studio, but the only thing I can think of is Reboot took place in a computer game, right? So, like, the when you think of a video game, it doesn't look real. Oh, sure, sure, And sure. Reboot, my, you know, same graphics, same CG animation. But the when it came to Transformers, I guess, one, it wasn't, Optimus Prime and it wasn't Starscream and and Soundwave and all that right so it's different characters and two it's they're supposed to be animals or look like what are realistic looking animals and yes. man I just I could never get into it they, what about you guys the only reason I watched well okay so as a Catholic kid we would go to church on Sundays right ten o'clock ten ten a.m. mass every Sunday Beast War Beast Wars was on at like nine. 9, 9 a.m. Sunday mornings. So while I was getting ready to go to church, I'm watching, you know, you get, you just kind of whatever. Gotcha. There's no cartoons on Sunday mornings. They know better. But Beast Wars was on every Sunday morning and I started watching it and it was like, this has happened to me more than once. Like I didn't start watching Supernatural until they were at like season four mm-hmm. only because they played it, I think, after Smallville hmm. and I was like, I need to watch the rest of this show forever. Yeah. And that's what Beast Wars did is like, I just kept watching it. And then you get invested in, you know, which character is going to turn on who and somebody's actually a Decepticon. And uh, I, I, I was watching some videos about it and apparently they spent all their budget on the character designs. And that's what that the does not surprise me. The backgrounds look like a flat plane with one tree and one rock in the background because they spent all the money on the, the, the transform. Or I'm sorry, the Maximals. And the Maximals. What were the bad guys called? The Decepticons. The Predator. The Terror, terracons, aren't they? Terracons. Terracons. Right. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. The yeah. movie says that. Yeah. yeah. So so what about you? Are you are you more Joe or, or me when it comes to Beast Wars, Darren? I could never get into it. I didn't like, first of all, the animation. It reminds me of like, what is it? Hoodwinked or all those. I try not to remember the names of those animated. They just look like they're still rendering. You know what I mean? It's but like you know sure, what? That's great. An animatic? I guess I guess it's like 20 years later. So, you know, they it should look better. But I mean, yeah. Beast Wars wish it looked like Hoodwinked. Like okay. Beast, Beast Wars. I mean, again, though, but it's older. So I get it. I'm not trying to diss. It's again, reboot. I loved and it's the same animation. But yeah. But man, it is. There's something so basic about it to where, like, even the 1980s short Pixar films, like, you could see yeah. there's a yeah. style there, which is, it's it's old and it's rudimentary, but it's there's an artistic value to it where you're like, wow, that's really really cool. And with the Beast Wars, like you said, Darren, I mean, it makes sense. It looks like now what we would consider you're in Blender or whatever, and it's your, it, it's not it, rendered. It's, it's lawnmower man type special it, it, effects. Yeah, yeah. you right? are like, that's not wrong. You're exa- yeah. it, it looks like it looks like somebody's beginning of like a college or even high school like animation project right like a a kid who's just learning how to render and put things you know (laughs) moving around you're like i think this little block might work that looks like a gorilla yeah we'll go now i mean they were gray but now on the flip side of this though i mean i do want to give them the props i don't i can't remember the name of the studio that did it but the guys that did reboot and and beast wars then they had a third show i never watched they were the only ones doing it. Like the this studio, this was one of the only full CG shows aside from Reboot. Like, give them their props. They paved sure, the way sure. for now. What is every single kids show? It's CG, right? Yeah. They don't do hand drawn. Like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is a CG looking Mickey Mouse. Uh, Puppy Dog Pals or Paw Patrol I mean, or South Park. South Park's all CG. That's not hand drawn. 
Well, I don't know. If, I mean, it's computer. They do it by computers, but I don't know if I would call it CG. It's not cell animation, though. It's no, not. But like it never. It never was. Trans- though. Right. But Transformers was cell animation. Right. The it's, South Park is like faux stop animation. It's yeah. like yeah. Uh, computer. But but the point is though that they don't uh, kids shows right. We we grew up with stuff like I'll say Darkwing Duck or Tailspin or Ghostbusters. Uh, Sure, yeah. Or, or, yeah, like all the Beetlejuice, the cartoon. I mean, if we go back, you get all these cool cart, you know, and look at like all of the R rated properties that were right turned into kid cartoons or Transformers G1 from from the from the late mid late 80s. It's like they were all hand drawn animation. And so they were pushing the boundary. They were ahead of their time and prop props for them for paving the way for all these other shows. But with that being said, I just something about it. But I think the other thing, too, it's not just the animation, right? So they were one of the first. They innovated. Okay, I'm, I'm glad they did it and, you know, it progressed. But the other thing was, too, and the showrunners admit it, the Beast Wars cartoon didn't have much anything to do with G1 Transformers because no. these guys never watched it. The That's guys crazy. That, the me. guys that created that the show and wrote for the show never watched G1 Transformers. So. Well, the- my problem with the the cartoon too is not just the animation, but it's like Optimus Prime is my guy, right? That's, yeah, that's right. my hero. Like if you like he, just when I think a hero, it sounds really nerdy. Like that's the the, yeah. first, the robot. No, no, I don't think that's nerdy think at all. Of, right? He's a linchpin. Yeah, yeah, but like to have him, and I I thought it was weird because I thought Optimus Prime was like the pre like G one version, but no, it's like they're the arc or wherever where they crash. The Transformers are there, like they've crashed on Earth, and so you have Optimus and Ironhide and all these people lying around the arc. And the somebody like they made the Maximals, and they made him after. So Optimus Prime is in it, and they named him after. And I was just like, my brain just I couldn't wrap my mind around that. And it was like <laughs> that well, is that is where Optimus Prime is not movie. here. Interesting. That's, that's like I I don't remember these movies. I they they are I remember the first one like the Michael Bay movies yeah I remember the right. first one for sure but like when we get to I remember and Bumblebee I remember Bumblebee yeah but I can't remember if I'm supposed to know that there's a time jump or if there's a timeline shift because this does not line up with 2007's Transformers I think it's well, a, those are in the it's future. a reboot yeah but I think they've actually said it's a reboot of yeah it because I agree. so Bumblebee, in, in Bumblebee is the reboot yeah so Bumblebee mm-hmm. like in if Bumblebee okay. if you remember it's like all of a sudden Optimus shows up and he's there on Earth but in the 2007 movie that's the first time they've arrived on Earth right yeah and so if this one is it's bending my brain if this one is based <laughs> in 1994 and it comes after Bumblebee because they do mention the Haley Seinfeld character yeah. I think they mm-hmm. name drop or not name drop but they mention her but if this is 1994 and it takes place after that then that means that this it has to be a reboot otherwise it doesn't make sense that Optimus Prime and all the Autobots would just land there sure because yeah no, they landed for sure. the, so yeah so, it's, so I, I don't think you're forgetting anything it's just okay but, good crazy. but, but I like that a lot because, you know, if you're a fan of the original Transformers, I'll say the first one and the third one are watchable. Those are yeah. fun popcorn <laughs> yeah. block, you know, check your brain, eat some popcorn movies. The second and fourth ones are just atrocious. And I, I, I cannot believe the first one was so fun. I'll never forget seeing the second one in theater and just <laughs> groaning, doing the Dan Graney groan and rolling yeah, my eyes. Right, in the, right, right. The, the racist robots and the parents that are stoned. Well, if How's, you can... If you can allow me something really 
Of course. Like, I remember going to see Transformers in the theater, like 2007. And again, my son was of age, so we decided to bring him. But okay. So none of the none of our like my my wife and her family, because I'm again I'm an only kid. But like we've been getting married to her family. She has sisters, like four yeah. sisters. And so none of the wives wanted to go see it. So it was all the brothers-in-law that went to go see Transformers. Yeah. And it was good. I mean. Yeah. You know, you look at it now, and I think Lindsay Ellis has a video series where she looks at it, and it's like, well, the Michaela, the Megan Fox character should be the lead because she's mm-hmm. got the most connection. But Michael Bay decided to make the screechy, like, entitled Shia LaBeouf, like, whiny guy the hero because that's who audiences identify with. Sure. So a lot of that is, is really awkward. But a lot of the Transformer stuff, I remember there was a lot of, like... Fewer over. Oh, Optimus Prime has flames on him, right? I'm like, oh, okay, the d- but design. like, yeah, yeah, the design. It's he's not a Pe- he's a Peterbilt truck. He's not like the flat nose. But anyway, so but I thought that they got. But Optimus, it's Michael like, Bay, Darren. Yeah. It's Michael Bay, right. so he has to have flames. He has explosions. To. <laughs> but the thing was, they got Optimus the the character correct. He he mm-hmm. is a hero in that. Like he's he's yeah. willing to just barrel in there and take and and take the brunt of the attacks. And so I thought that he that that stuff was very good and it was a lot of fun. And then we, it was so good. Then we talked up to the wives. So we brought the wives in for the oh. second one. And it was just oh, such. No. Oh, so no. many sex jokes and so many things. Like, how much it's... money did they spend on that shot of the balls of the, oh, the Devastator? Yeah. It's like, why? And it's... I know there was a writer strike, but it was so awful. And it's Dark so of the Moon kind of redeemed that. Stark then when was I, fun. It was. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had some really crazy stunts, like when they're sliding really down good. the side of that building. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's great. Maybe we didn't cover it, but we've talked about it, I know, because we were so impressed. You know what it was? So we covered Age of Extinction unfortunately in 2014 yes and i think we okay. talked about how freaking fun dark of the moon was and then they went back to stupidity for the fourth <laughs> one well watching age of extinction was like one of the it was a that was the movie that helped me decide that i don't have to see everything <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. my i mean your brain kind of goes along even the second one like in the first thing it goes along with it and then just yeah. something broke Watching Aids of Extinction, my brain fought me the entire time. And it was an excruciating experience. Like, why are they doing this? What was the point of that? How did that person get here? Why is Bumblebee running around in this facility and he's making all this noise and nobody hears him? Just all this stuff. And then it has the gall to have a three-minute scene where they stop so they can explain how it's okay for Mark Wahlberg's underage daughter to date a, like a 21-year-old dude. It's gross. And they stop the, the Romeo and Juliet law, right? But they explain it. And the visuals and the way they're building up that Jack Rayner character, you're supposed to find this guy charming? And it's like, are you giving people an excuse to sleep with them? Like, to it's commit so statutory gross. rape? It, you know, it's funny you bring that up, though, is I do remember, obviously, Megan Fox in the first one has scenes where you're just like, why is she positioned? Like, what are you doing? Like, she, I think there's one where she's maybe tinkering under the hood of a car. It, and like, isn't it when she's going up the stairs? It looks like Michael Bay's about to give her a pap smear. There's like he does that <laughs> to her like, multiple. That's the third times. one where they're following the, the Rose. White, oh. I can't remember it, but they're following that's, her up, and it was like, "This isn't for kids." You're that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that movie's fun, yeah. but yeah, that's an unfortunate shot. It, it, no, sorry, yeah. the third one that she was in. Yeah, she's she's like leaning over like the chassis of a car. Yeah, and the way she's positioned, it's like okay, if you were taking a photo for a supermodel, this makes sense. If you're trying to tell me that she's working on a car. This makes no sense. Like, yeah. the way she is positioned on this car makes zero sense. And I just remember, you know, that was kind of his thing for a while, is he would take these starlets, because Megan Fox, was she, she hadn't popped yet, right? 
Like this is this I'm is pretty the, sure Transformers is one Transformers of the Transformers. She the was in Bad Boys Two for a shot, but she was underage and they were shooting her like that. Oh, yeah. that's Megan, the one she watched. Wait, Megan card Fox was in audition for Bad yeah. Boys Two. Yeah, yeah. She's just in like a quick shot from what it was like in a in a. Oh dang! Uh, you never heard that story where she had to wash his car with her. Audition? Oh, I thought that was for Transformers. I think it was for well, I mean, either was, way, uh, yeah. either, either way, way that's bad. gross, yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, it, it, the way he would shoot these women, and a part of me is like, okay, you're gearing towards an audience, and there's an audience that comes to see these movies, and it's dude bros that want to see smashy smash and hot chicks, mm. but at the same time, don't do that. Well, and it's a, it was a different time, too, not excusing it, but that was acceptable back then. And clearly now, when you see th- this story being rebooted by the last film, Bumblebee, and how different it is, and you have oh, the yeah. female lead that is actually given something to do and fleshed out character. Arc, and there's and, no leering shots of her. That's strange. No, the the most leering shot in the movie is of, uh, I think, the boy that she has a crush on at the beach. He's yeah. shirtless. For oh, interesting. And but even Haley like Steinfeld. Even, yeah, even Megan Fox in that first, I don't want to defend those choices, but her character that's what her character is about like she makes mention like they just like me for my looks but there's so much like in Shia LaBeouf has that well there's more that meets the idea and she's good with cars and stuff like that and she Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. favorite part of that movie is when everybody's being killed and and Sam is running off and she stops because they told her to run away and she has a moment where she like has a uh, she freaks out because all her friends are dying and she charges back with Bumblebee into the fight I'm like this that's awesome like that gives her something to do so again I'm not I'm not trying to defend those leering shots, but that's at least a character arc that shows you that she's worth something. And then in the second one, it goes way overboard with those. The first shot yes. of her is her over a motorcycle, and it's yeah. like that makes what you it feel is. dirty. Yeah. Yes, and then she became April O'Neil. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's when they didn't think he, she would ever work with him, and then I she know. showed back yeah. up in <laughs> Mutant yeah. Turtles, and they buried the hatchet. However, whatever. But okay, so the point is, those first movies, like, there's something to like about the first and the third. I think the second, fourth, and then I forgot until today. There's a fifth movie about knights. Remember Knight uh, Robots? Yeah, I didn't see. Never that. watched it. <laughs> I watched Anthony, the first ten minutes. And Sir forgot. Anthony Hopkins. You didn't get to see his performance in that. It is is he Omnicron? No, he's, he's a old, human. He's an old. <laughs> he's an old dude, just like he, oh, yeah. he's a he's a wacky old dude. Did right. you not see that movie, Joe? No, no, I don't think so. He, the he, first he, ten minutes, they keep switching aspect ratios for no reason. Like oh, was within it the same scene, was he doing so, IMAX? Like, not even just that, because you know you go to see the Dark Knight and it switches to the IMAX shots, right? Which for a is whole like, scene, it, right? Yeah, it wows you. But like literally, if you watch it, I tried to watch it on Amazon. It cuts between it cuts like a wide shot, yeah, and oh, there are like four oh, different man. aspect ratios within this from shot to shot. I'm like, what yeah. the hell is this? And I That's couldn't horrible. watch it. Yeah, and Michael Bay directed that one too. Yes, he did. Okay, he did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Ugh. Travis Knight comes in for Bumblebee, and that's a great movie. They're getting it around the right path. I think it makes over $500 million globally, so it's a success. I mean, it's not as big as the Michael Bay movies, but critically, it has a great reception. It still makes a ton of money. The Transformers um, I, look like Transformers. That's what I was going to say, right? Like That's the one where they go back to kind of the original G1 models. Because Michael Bay characters. didn't think it would look realistic. He wanted it to look... But it's like 
it looked great. It looked yeah. fun. It's like, it's about they look- alien robots. Like, I don't need to have that realistic. Just well, show me the cartoon. My, Michael Bay also has this weird obsession with aliens. I don't know if he's watching too much History Channel, Ancient Aliens or what, but like, remember he made the turtles aliens too? Oh he wanted them God. to be teenage yes. alien ninja turtles. Yes, and they yes, changed yes. the title because people flipped out about it, but they look weird because they're supposed to be aliens. They just slightly changed the character models from their alien look. So I don't know what the deal is because... Because when we're watching a Transformers movie, you want them to look like robots. They don't need to be <laughs> alien. And I know technically it's like, okay, they come from another planet. They're alien. But he has this, like, he wants them to look like almost like organic, synthetic alien creatures. But, and But, man, remember when they would fight, you're just like, wait, who yeah. am I looking at? Like, oh, what? that it just was lo- the second one, right, when they're in the Especially. forest? Especially. Uh-huh. When they're it's in the forest and the trees, yeah. and they walk in front of the camera every time they swing a fist or a sword, <laughs> and you're just like, "What is?" Happening? You can't yeah. tell them apart. It's just no. a mangle of metal, and it's like I don't like my brain. That second one more than the racist robots. Yeah. My brain was hurting because I couldn't. My eyes couldn't focus on what what, and, and that's why like something like Mad Max Fury Road comes out and it refocuses everything. So I think yeah. the Mad Max Fury Road is just as crazy. Image-wise, as Transformers, you know, Revenge of the Fallen, but yeah. George Miller has the wherewithal to shoot everything in the center, so we know where to focus, and so it never oh, gives a me point. a headache. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. The transform—it's just there's all colored the same, and you don't know what's, and I don't know what it's. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. just when hard I to watch. when I saw RC in this movie, and I was like, that looks great. Yeah, like she looks wonderful. I, I just like the cartoon, right? Just like the cartoon, and I know who that character is, and I can identify who these people are. But yeah, it man, those other ones, I was like, I mean, I guess that's Optimus Prime, and now I know that's Bumblebee because he's yellow, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you get, so you get that the Bumblebee was a really good reboot of that. Got away from the Michael Bay male gaze, the bombastic action that you can't follow. It's a really heartfelt movie. Great performance. Haley Steinfeld, speaking of our movie last week, Across the Spider-Verse, she's great in it. And so then they fast forward to this movie, and I guess Travis Knight, who is the head of Leica, I guess he wanted to get back into stuff for his own studio, so I guess he got a few bucks for Leica, you know, to fund his projects, and they decided to switch directors. And so here you have Stephen Capel Jr., who did Creed 2, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a great movie and all the creed movies are really good but i noticed right away the difference between a michael bay's transformers movie and this guy right there's something about this movie that even though it has humor it has action it checks all those boxes at least for me that i want in a transformers movie but it is a well-made film in a way that it has dramatic beats you know you're talking about anthony ramos and his brother he's got medical condition and he's trying to take care of his family but also the dude from into the heights right yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, in the heights. And the, the nice, the, the bad guys. The bad guys. He was just the voice of the shark. So he yeah. had a song. I oh, believe. okay. okay. That was great stuff. Yeah, He's done a lot of stuff. He's been taken off since Hamilton, obviously, was a huge worldwide mega success. And uh, he's really good in everything he shows up in. And I thought he was good in this. But Stephen Capel Jr., the, the way that he films this movie and the way that he builds out the characters, it's definitely in the vein of Bumblebee more than a Michael Bay movie. And to me... This may be a bold statement, but to me, this is the closest Transformers live-action adaptation that I've seen to the cartoons I used to watch. This felt like Transformers to me. Interesting. I was really bored. (laughs) Interesting. And I, I think I was in the middle. Like there were, I think I just tweeted something. Like it's, it's equal parts stupid and awesome. Like there. I think that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I told my wife after it was over. I was like, it's funny because I'd be watching the movie. 
And I would be like, this might be the awesomest thing I've ever... Nope. <laughs> That's, yes, <laughs> it would, you're totally right. It would just keep right. jerking me back and forth. Like the, yeah. And I can't remember the stuff that happened, because I'm it's nitpicky stuff. If, but it's the same thing as what happened in Age of Extinction. Sometimes characters would be on one side of like a field, and then they'd show up on a completely other side. And it just, there were things I didn't understand why they were doing what. And it was like, it was just crazy. But well, then they would talk have about these it, parts that were awesome. That would I'd, I'd love in. to hear. I want, I want to hear specifics, because I'll tell you what, I was grinning ear to ear. Okay. And in a Transformers movie, I expect the stupid, quote unquote, right? Like, these <laughs> yeah. are giant alien robots, if you will, and they're transforming they're in into disguise, cars. Kevin. They're in and disguise. They're, they're robots, robots in, disguise, in disguise, certainly. But there's, there's more than meets the eye. They're more, the, more than meets the, the humans eye, yes. are more than meets the eye in this one. <laughs> I like I like how th- one thing I really appreciate about this movie is they have the fan service for fans of not only Transformers, obviously Beast Wars, but they balance the the G one and the Beast Wars fan service. But it doesn't hit you over the head. I thought that their their winks and their nods were subtle, whereas other movies with with when they pick up IP and they make these movies, they feel like they have to hammer you over the head with oh, every. Sure. every Every quote, and even though like I've seen a clip, and I hope it's good in the movie, but like you want to get nuts, you want to get nuts. It's just Uh, like, oh uh, my gosh, stop, stop it! Like we get it, but you don't have to have nonstop fan service. I mean, maybe they think that's what sells tickets, and maybe it does, but from an artistic standpoint, I don't want to watch a movie that's just the greatest hits. I want to watch something fresh and inventive. And this movie to me felt like Stephen Cable Jr. and the writers of this film. I feel like they understood and they they understood what makes Transformers fun. They understood the characters and they made a good balance of the stupid or the bombastic check your mind action and the heart of the film where you have the family. I think centering it around this guy that's caring for his family, taking care of his brother, his mom's a single mom going to work and Do you know and who his mom do you know who his mom is? The mom from, in, the mom from Across in, the Spider-Verse. That's yeah. right. That's she right. plays the mom in both these <laughs> yeah. movies, both both weeks yeah. in a row. But I, I just really liked it. I liked the heart behind it. I liked the acting and the action. I was I was grinning ear to ear with these robots fighting. I thought this feels like Transformers to me. It, the, I, I, I agree, and there were definitely moments where I was like, "All right, this is this is working." Like the, I am having when you get to when they when they get their Avengers Endgame scene at the at the end of the movie i was like all right i i I check out with any scene like that you're you're right and it's a valid point but whenever they have the big field of eight thousand robots versus a few robots and they're just swinging weapons and blowing up it's not it's not it was was more like seven robots versus eight thousand right 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 but but, it was it was when optimus and primal were both standing side by side and the rest of the the Autobots and and the the Maximals have joined. You know they're all standing in a line, and they both get to deliver. You know the Transformers roll out. It's Autobots, yeah, roll out. It's I was the like, same I was like, thing as Avengers. Don't roll. <laughs> why did well, they both get say a roll, roll out? You get like a roly poly. They're supposed to say maximize. They're roll out. Yeah, why did, roll why out. didn't they just say roll out? And the other guy says maximize. <laughs> they both have different lines. I well, don't they had it. to save the maximize. I thought that was like the yeah. high point. I was like, yeah, and then yeah. but. Nope. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, to the first point is that in this movie, my eyes are lighting up when these Transformers transform, say the lines. You have Peter Cullen back, you know, the one and only Optimus Prime. Did he do the voice of Optimus Primal, too? No, that was Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron no, 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 no. The original Optimus Primal. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. I, I think even Ron Perlman voiced him for reboot or something like that. I I know Perlman's played Primal before, but I'm again. That's funny. 
I didn't care funny, enough though, about Beast Wars to look back. That his <laughs> it, it is his his voice though is close. I, I think to, it's to a great, Peter Cullen's. I it's think a great it's voice. a it's a very good like it's yeah. not Optimus Prime, but he has like the same. There's a nobility to his voice. Yes, yes. I, that, totally I don't agree. think Perlman gets to Perlman usually ends up unless it's Hellboy. He doesn't usually play good right. guys that often. But yeah. he's got a nobility to his voice that I thought really sold that character. He did yeah, a good job. I thought it was great. Some other people. There's a lot of people. Okay, Pete Davidson. I thought was really good in this role. I liked Pete Davidson as Mirage. Started, when he started talking, I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Just I, usually, I usually hate him, but he was okay. I didn't. I like thought he, he was fun. I really liked it. He has gotten to, a, and I think Pete Davidson is a very smart and a very funny guy. I think he he understands comedy. Pete Davidson has gotten to a point with me right now. I'm just like, can you just go away? He's wearing out his welcome a, a for little a little bit. bit. Just stop dating every starlet on the. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Giant. That's what it is. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> so Ron Perlman is Optimus. Peter Dinklage plays the bad guy. Scourge. That was pretty. Funny. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh plays Air Razor, yeah. another one of the Maximals. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Coleman Domingo is Unicron. I thought his voice was great. You know who so played Unicron is... in the the movie? Lady Orson Let... Welles, right? Orson Welles. Yeah. So in, his, some... in his death throes, he played him because they had yeah. to alter his voice. <laughs> but I thought Coleman Domingo, his voice sounded menacing, and I thought he sounded a lot like Orson Welles, which, I mean, that guy had a pretty distinctive yeah, voice. voice. The other main protagonist is Elena, played by Dominique Fishback. I thought she was very charismatic and likable. I really liked her character as the mm-hmm. museum curator. She has a good uh, singing voice. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the, Okay. If I had one complaint in this movie, I'm not saying I don't have little nitpicky things, but right. she sings to herself when she gets nervous. There are gi- robot, yeah, giant yeah. robots hunting her. I yep. think you maybe should not sing. That's one of the things. I was like, why are you singing just, out loud? I, don't go chasing her. Just singing yeah. TLC's Waterfall. It frustrated yeah. me because, you know, I can check my head. These are giant robots. They turn to cars, whatever. I totally get it. You know, I'm not trying to get science involved too heavily here but also if these are an advanced species of robots whatever you want to call them they would have infrared heat they would have sound <laughs> detection you know they, they do you up... see them with infrared heat yeah, they can... you, yeah. yeah you're breathing i mean they so like you can't just hide in the open and you can't sing certainly because a robot can detect any you know little pickup of noise so i i didn't like that as much as i try to suspend disbelief i think that was a disservice to what they've built because her character can't do that without getting caught the only oh. thing sorry for this little tangent the only thing that yeah. was cool is when they have that shot of her singing and she's walking forward and you see the what the, the spider or whatever crawling yeah and yeah. you can see it and then i think it cuts back to her and when it cuts back the spider's not there anymore I was yes. like, oh that's pretty cool there like were some that. really good cool. like pg Trippy. jump scares the, the yeah. tunnels that were, that were yes they were pretty impressive yeah is oh. mark hamill the voice of the plane no, no I don't know that's that... a bender from Futurama. John DiMaggio, yeah. John yeah. DiMaggio, yeah. Did I ever tell you the, the Comic-Con joke that he told that nobody in the room got except for like three people? No, what was it? So I was at Comic-Con in, let's see, I got married in 2010. So I was there in 2011, I think. And it was when Batman Under the Red Hood, the animated movie was coming out. Okay. And he was the voice of the Joker in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were... They were talking about they were talking. Somebody asked him questions, and he basically made a cub joke, <laughs> like of you know, like a cub is like a a a, a gay dude that is like a oh, little not, guy not that lone is wolf that is cub? no that is like into <laughs> bears. Okay, and he makes a joke about a cub 
or a cubby and the the entire like it, we were in hall h like it was the world premiere of under the red hood and he makes this joke wow and the entire hall just goes silent <laughs> and he goes i guess nobody gets that and it's like i can't believe he just made like i think he was a joke about wow. robin being a cub oh and it was like <laughs> it was it just went over everybody's head it was very funny but he i will tell you if you've never seen that movie Oh, that's my I favorite of those. I cannot recommend it enough. It is yeah. a fantastic. It's probably one of the best adaptations. Uh, Bruce Greenwood as Batman. Oh yeah, uh, so good. <laughs> Jensen Ackles as Jason Todd. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris as Nightwing, Nightwing mm. and John DiMaggio as the Joker. Nice. Actually, it's yeah. funny because Jensen Ackles is now Batman. Yeah. yeah, he is the ongoing Batman voice. So let's talk about the plot of this thing, real quick. Yeah. So we are introduced to our character, and he is. Not down. Well, I guess down on his luck. He is a whiz with technology. He's. We see him like soldering a cable box. Kids, if you don't know what that is, <laughs> that's how we had to watch cable back in the day. Is we all had boxes <laughs> on top of our TVs, and there was a way to get free cable. So he's soldering these little things together. He's got a brother who we're not really sure what he's got, but sickle cell he anemia. Is. He says. But it. We fu- yeah, he says. He, he says that later yeah. when his his hands are kind of messed up and his. Mom is working very hard to keep food on the table, but they're falling behind in the bills. Sonic and Tails reference on the. I was, you know, I'm always whenever they make references like that, I'm Mm -hmm. always like, look at the timeline, Uh and I was like, would Sonic and Tails? But '94, Sonic and Tails would absolutely been '90. The first one was like '91, I think, on Genesis. That makes sense. So yeah. this is yeah, this is 1994. So it takes place a few years after Bumblebee, and it's still going on this timeline to where they've rebooted things. So so it's nice, like Darren said, that we can kind of get away from the Michael Bay stuff. If you want to watch it, that's fine. There's a couple fun ones in there, but at least I like what they're doing with the story and these character-driven films because I do think there's a much better balance. You get the big bombastic action and the car well, that, chases, but that is that's one of those things that I think people we've talked about it before with like Stephen King, right? Yeah. Like the reason Stephen when Stephen King is on point is because he is he's a master not only at horror but he's a master at character building mm-hmm. and so world he, building and world yeah. building. So he builds these characters up. You know, you start to care about Danny and you start to yeah. care about you know all of these different characters, and then he hits you with the scary. And you don't want something bad to happen to your characters. Exactly. What you have yeah. to give people a reason to care about something right. happening. When when these movies come out and they don't do any character building and they're just dispensable, you're just like, okay, why do I care? The the danger doesn't feel real. There's no threat. You don't care what happens to them. And like you said, in this movie, we care about this guy. He's a good guy. He's taking care of his family. We want his little brother to be okay. And we want him to be able to get a job and take care of them. And it, they have it, a and nice rapport, like too. They, yeah. they, really, they yeah. sell that chemistry. They do. And I mm-hmm. do like that he, while he agrees to go help. So basically what happens is there's this key, right? Omnicron is coming. He's got these three, I'm just going to call them Decepticons because that's, kind of, that's what they are. He's got these three Predacons. Decepticons. Are they all the? the are they Predacons? We need to get in the Beast. I looked it up in the Beast Wars cartoon. They're Predacons, and here they're Terrorcons. So I don't okay. know where they. Okay, came. okay. So they're, they're both. bad guys. <laughs> so yeah, we got to get this right, guys. <laughs> right. I don't want the Transformers. <laughs> yeah, the, the people coming after us. So this this takes place at least in the cartoon, and this take place hundreds of years. 
there's some kind of time travel involved. Let's just say that. I tried to do, watch a little recap. They end up explaining that the reason why it's like they come later than like he's named after Optimus Prime, but then they end up yeah. traveling back to like an old ancient Earth. And so there's actually a time travel element to it. But these are supposed to be people that have evolved. These are like evolved the the cons and the terracons and the maximals have evolved and they are the more like up-to-date version of tech yeah. yeah and so that's why you get we didn't mention but optimus primal his father named him after optimus prime and there's an, the very cold open of the movie is the terracons and the predacons coming after them and we find out they're working for uh unicron and this is a it's galactus they had to have taken it from it's <laughs> That's what he is. Pretty and much. He's, he's a world destroyer. He eats worlds. That's what he did yeah. in the, the 80s movie. And so they're working for him, and he's given the Peter Dinklage villain character, he has given him the like invincibility in exchange you mean for his like, soul. You mean like, Dark magic or something like that. Yeah. So not the power cosmic? It's the same. Right. It's exactly what the silver. <laughs> it's what it's what Galactus gives to the Silver Surfer. It's the same yeah. thing. Right. So yep. you can kind of see where they're going with this yeah. scourge. So he's work doing his bidding, and we find out that Unicron needs a way to be able to teleport across dimensions. And so there's a key that the Maximals have hit have have taken and hidden. So his dad sacrifices himself as Primes usually do, and and Optimus Primal becomes the new Prime and the leader of the Maximals. He has off with the key and we later find out that they they escape to earth basically with the key and then our characters are eventually because optimus prime is looking for a way home to cybertron they're looking for a way to get back and they see that this key this MacGuffin, is the way that they're going to be able to get home but it's also what the big bad's looking for so it's like this race to the key but then also do we use it for the good guys or do we risk it falling into the hands of the bad guys well which, i think that that comes from our main character right like i do right. like that his his motivation is like yeah i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna help you but at the same time, he's like, I'm going to smash this. I love thing. it. Like, I, we're not. What a great motivation, right? Like, as a human, he wants to protect Earth. And, of course, I mean, as you can predict, I mean, it goes the way that, you know, Optimus Prime, good dude, got to save my friend. I got to get back home. Like, please don't destroy it because, you know, we can do both. We can protect Earth and go home. And right. then we see how well, you know, it's not exactly an easy task. But, but Anthony Ramos is like no dude this is my home <laughs> i'm gonna defend it and he wants to destroy the key so i love that it, it goes back to what we talked about a little bit last week with who's the villain who's the antagonist sure, who's sure the good sure. guy you there's know, definitely a villain in this one there's a villain <laughs> in this one for sure but but the, their motivations come from good anthony ramos isn't the villain because he's trying to destroy optimus prime's way home right it's no, like no. you know but but he is the hero of earth he's trying to save earth optimus prime wants to save his friend who we'll get into that gets basically killed how many and- times have they killed this have they killed bumblebee <laughs> i feel like that guy dies all the time he gets hurt a lot for sure uh, they've only they, this is the first time they i know they killed optimus in the second one so it's the same arc yeah but I, who, I think wait, this is the who, first time they killed bumblebee in this who did he give who did he get i gonna call it the all spark that's not what it is rod the Prime, hot rod the matrix oh, it was yeah. hot rod that's what it yeah. was yes yeah. it was hot rod oh man yeah. And then they bring him back. Which is what the All Spark is. So yes. if you if you yeah. watch these new movies and you never watch the cartoon, the Spark is what is the life force of Transformers and Optimus Prime keeps the Spark in his chest. And so the the Matrix is what 
is yeah. that what they called it? Just the Matrix in the in the cartoon, and people actually think that the it ripped off the Matrix when the, oh, <laughs> the, oh the, the Matrix thought about Matrix of Leadership came way before that. Yeah, right, right, right. So, so that is basically the analog. They're the same things as the, yeah. the power that you know that powers the Transformers. But anyway, okay. So, so he's down on his luck. We already said it. His his brother needs help. They go to the hospital. They're getting turned away because they can't pay their bills, and so he is basically forced not forced, but he has to make the tough decision of he's got a friend who wants him to help pull off a heist to steal a car yeah. and he's hesitant but then he gets turned away from a job he's been just dis- not discharged but he, he basically, was in the army he was, he was in the military and he left because his brother was sick yeah and he yeah. helped his family over you know his duty to his job and he his got job, a reputation as being lazy or uh, well that he's not dependable but it's like yeah, he's, yeah. he was weasy he was taking care of his brother but from a job application also, standpoint he's sure like the you, peter parker of the story yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure if you leave the military you're a wall a wall well and, i'm sure that he i don't think he's a wall i think he probably <laughs> left but maybe maybe he was dishonorably discharged i don't, I don't know. know i don't think he just left though because Peace he out, would be guys, in I'm prison gonna... right like yeah you go yeah you go to jail yeah. for that but this he isn't ends for me. Stealing. I'm going to go back and work for Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. He ends up trying to steal Mirage, which is this silver and blue little Porsche that's a, a car that's been sitting in this one spot forever. And in the process, of course, we we hear Pete Davidson turn on and we get a really, I, I will say, like, the between Bumblebee and this, they figured out how to make the giant, not even giant robots, but A, make the giant robots look and emote. Like when we get to see Mirage's face, yeah, it doesn't look like Pete Davidson, but it does look like a robot. But you can see the face, you can see I, everything, you can see the eyes move and the and the nostrils yeah. flare and everything. There, from the first Transformers, the special effects were really good. I think Michael Bay even said we have our problems with Michael Bay, but as a technician, like his, his thing was like we need to like the shadows. He talked yeah. about like, ILM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ILM. So yeah, yeah so I we mean. fixed that, and so it, they they do have good. I don't want to say great designs, but they they're believable as special effects. Well, I buy that they're I, living beings. I, I agree, and that's the thing I want to touch upon because we talk about bad CGI all the time and Uncanny yeah. Valley and stuff that doesn't blend in with the surroundings. This movie clearly, we're not dumb. We know they're CGI robots, but I think they blend in with the real world perfectly. Like it never took they me out really... going, "That's bad special effects." Like the the character models and designs, I think, are really really good in this movie. And, they have it down to a science, yeah. And 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 yes, they blend in very well. Where I think Bumblebee was very good too. They've gotten it to a point where now your brain does just kind of check out, and they're not distracting. Where in some that... of those early movies, even even though it was very good, especially for the time. Time, there were a lot of big, you know, CGI robots crashing into each other where it didn't have a weight to them. Well, That's here's my you're... problem with the special effects are great, right? And yeah. in Bumblebee, they're at the service of a story that actually works, and they've got yeah. very heartfelt yep. human moments. My problem is that you animate these things for millions of dollars, and you have a robot peeing on John Turturro. <laughs> you have a part where, John, again, John Turturro, he's underneath a giant robot, and you can see yeah. it's like testicles banging back and forth because it's the like wrecking balls. You have the racist robots. You have, <sighs> in Age of Extinction, and I'm gonna, this is going to sound, somebody did a, a, a piece on this, but Michael Bay has a problem with women. There is a part he does, where the Autobots are on an alien spaceship, and they encounter, I'm not kidding you, they encounter a robot that looks like a vagina. Like it's got two <laughs> lips and a mouth and it's yelling at and, and screeching at them. And the Autobots, oh, the John Goodman characters, they're like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. 
And then the thing spits at them. It squirts at them. Yeah. Uh, and then John yeah. Goodman shoots it and kills it. And I'm like, why are we animating this? Who <sighs> told anybody that you could spend millions of dollars for this? Didn't somebody say, let's not do this? Why are we animating this? It's just, I, that's what I'm talking about. The effects are great, but when they're at the service of a story and character beats that are just mm-hmm. so rancid, that's when I have a problem with them. It's yeah. a waste. And that's, I mean, to, to that point, that's really gross. I'm but not kidding. You look it up. That, that point, it is. I believe. It's I gross. believe you. <laughs> but like, there are. You know, that's what kind of frustrates me about the Marvel stuff at times is you're telling me that you can animate and you can create this giant gorilla, robotic gorilla, and everything works right when he's swinging through the the jungles of Peru, mm-hmm. and it, it it's 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 seamless. It looks right. incredible. But you yeah. can't put Mark Ruffalo's head in a suit. Oh I my gosh! It, yes. You know, or, <laughs> I don't think or even ever... the. The, understand the Heimdall's kid in Thor Love and Thunder. Well, you know, Joe, like, if we're if what we're led to believe is true and a lot of people have spoken up, they pay very little compared to the industry standard and they rush them. And yeah. that is the problem is you're going to start running into quality control issues yeah. is you can't you can't tell people, um, you know, even a month or just a week, several weeks up until the release of a movie, hey, let's go just change this because there's so much that goes into it. It's not just all the animators that are sitting there. You know, they have to rig these character models to do certain things. Then they have to change all these little details and it has to be re-rendered with shadow and lighting. And there's there's a lot of work that goes into it. And to just tell them to go do it real quick, especially if it's like an afterthought or, oh, we need whoever to come into the scene and, and right, oh, right. they're going to be they're filming over here in this country because they're doing a movie here. They'll film it. They'll send you the footage. Now you just wrap them in a robot. Like <laughs> it just well, doesn't work. I think maybe the thing. Sorry, we're going on an MCU tangent, but the MCU is really good at, at distracting you. Like the charm of the actors and the dialogue is so good. That's fair. That True. you don't notice. And again, I tweeted something about this. The worst scene in Age of Ultron, because the whole movie is supposed to be about Tony Stark, the hubris of, of hubris of creating this mm-hmm. Ultron being, right? And then he doesn't, you think that he's going to learn something? He doesn't. At the end, he just creates a new robot. Right. And this time it works. <laughs> and because that scene where Vision lifts up the hammer, it's a great punchline. That covers up the fact that they've completely half-ass the plot because they're trying to they need to invent and introduce the vision they need to have something in there and so they do this to distract you from that i think with transformers (laughs) maybe they know that the human characters are not the draw so they really have to focus on making those special effects work i think with thor love and thunder from what i've seen i think they are trying to to smooth over the bad special effects with charm and we're starting to see through it, so it doesn't yeah. work. They well, really good, have to step yeah, back into it. I think as good as Hemsworth is, right? There's, he can only do so much. Right. Yeah. He's got. Right. He's carrying the weight on his shoulders, and they're big shoulders, but still, yeah. it's yeah. a lot of weight. But yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think. I, but to that point, I do think that they do with with Haley Steinfeld's character and with these characters here, they give what you need in a Transformers movie. Movie is you need somebody that you can relate to right so when you've got these humans who are relatable characters who have relatable issues you get invested in them just like the stephen king thing where you become invested in them and you want to see them win and when they do they build these relations like the relationship between mirage and i'm sorry i can't remember this character noah 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 is the yeah yeah when you mirage and noah 
And it starts as kind of like, you know, Mirage is like, hey, man, we're cool. You know, he's a very That's hilarious 90s character. The, what is he holding? A, cro- a pipe or something at him? And he holds the, and then Mirage trans- or transforms the big gun in his hand. He's like, right. you really want to do this? He's <laughs> like, you know, and then he, I, and he, he stays there with the pipe. He's like, man, I respect that. All right. I do like that he made a, 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 an Ace oh. Ventura joke. Which he, one was it? He was like, "All righty then." Yeah, oh, there's a bunch like, of man. Funny. That is, I was, and I was like, "Wait, when did Ace Ventura come out?" I was like, "Oh, 1990." How, how, how about that? I've, you've been inside me. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, does, I, it I does, could not believe it. That it was does funny. feel like Pete was Davidson may have written a couple of those lines. Yeah, you know, it was great because he's like, "We're, you know, we're, how could you like we're close? You've been inside you've me. You've been inside um, me." But, That's so, a good joke that works though because kids aren't going to get with no, and adults get, and it's very, it's very literal. I mean. He's been inside the car, Literally. so it, it, it's you can explain it away. It's not something you have to you know spend a bunch of time on. But obviously, oh. we get what. But he's also going to be inside him later, like. Literally. literally that was foreshadowing yeah. for the right, 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 let's right. please let's come to back to that <laughs> so so i do want to mention so you you talk about the characterization not only do we have noah and his family which i think is a really compelling storyline but the dominique fishback character she is a character who her father was like a blue collar worker but he was really smart he was well read she also didn't go to college but he taught her like you don't need to go to school and all this to learn all these things and she studied and researched and got into archaeology she then ends up getting an internship or works at this museum where obviously you see the curator doesn't know jack crap but she's relying on her the entire right, time and using yeah. her for all her knowledge and we see that she's smart she sees i thought this would have been a great one for tom the it looks like the maltese falcon it looked just oh, yeah, like the maltese does. falcon and, right yeah. that has to yeah. be a nod yeah, to that yeah. but they discover from Peru it's a MacGuffin, so yeah yeah they, <laughs> they discover this falcon statue and we see that it has the maximal symbol on it so we know that this has something to do with our characters from the cold open and she ends up when the curator's like yeah, we're going to put it on display and say it's from wherever. And she's like, I don't think this is right. And the curator's like, that's nice. See you later. You know, don't forget to <laughs> clean up and lock, turn the lights off. And yeah. she sneaks in and she starts analyzing it. But in the process of doing this 3D scan, it starts breaking apart. She and breaks she's it like, apart. I'm so going to get fired. Yeah. But I do that's know, a lot. You yeah. know what I thought was great? And sorry, to, I, the writing, yeah. I really appreciated this. Is It shows you the Noah character and how he's just trying to make ends meet. Nobody yeah. believes him, right? Nobody's yeah. like, we can't do this. You can't get your doctor's appointment. You can't get mm-hmm. your interview, right? You're not dependent. And then he decides he's going to break the law, right? Because that's the option, the only option on the table. And at the same time, it juxtaposes that with the Elena character breaking the law mm-hmm. by breaking into that lab. I really yeah. like that touch that they kind of uh, oh, man, you know, that's that's a really good. Them, I never put that together. That's trajectories, really good. yeah, right? That was and, great. And so they're the same, it's and they're great. both minorities too. Yeah, which, oh I, yeah. You know? So you got to think like you've got in the. Talk about representation. So not only for the different ethnicities, but you have one Maximal who is played by Lisa Koshi. She plays like the motorcycle character. I think she's from G1. She looked like a character model from G1. There was a pink. That's that's RC. So you have RC from G1, which I loved seeing that character, right? It's a great the character model. Female man, representation so from as as a robot, right? She's and then they, still got the Princess Leia ears. Absolutely, yeah. she does, yes. <laughs> and they give you a bad guy with Michaela J. Rodriguez as Nightbird. And, so, and Michelle Yeoh. Well, well, right, and then good, good point. You have Michelle Yeoh as being the one of the main Maximals who gets split off from them, and we 
we discover her first even for optimus primal noah does at least so you have that representation but then also your lead characters right you have hispanic anthony ramos who he's got the puerto rican flag right in his bedroom amongst all the great 90s of course notorious big and wu-tang and tupac oh this takes place on the day of the bronco chase did you see oj's on the tv did see oh my gosh that's cool yeah so it's dated (laughs) you can tell it takes place on whatever that date is yeah yeah and and, and (laughs) 1994 so we know exactly when this takes place so many great 90s references but but again you have so you have a hispanic lead actor and a black lead actor and Mm -hmm. what a difference from shia labeouf and megan fox right like what a difference here's a a white guy and a white woman lead character and so i love the representation from it makes the minorities the heroes at the like we'll get to it but where where noah ends up in that last second to last scene that he's in or you see elena on 60 minutes so right. they've they're made a difference. I think that's I lo- great. I love it. I do too. I think it's so important. We've touched upon this. And I know I don't. No, we've had three s- weeks of it. Though. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's so important to do this. And like for the people that take umbrage with it, I just will never understand because I watched this movie and I thought the lead characters were great. I thought they mm-hmm. were funny and charismatic and good in the action roles, all that stuff. I never once look at those characters and go like, "Oh, they've taken away my lead characters." Like I have an entire <laughs> history of a hundred years of lead characters that look like me. They're still there. They're still getting made but to have this representation is so important and and they do a great job so i just you guys you still have your idiot screechy shia labeouf character to represent yeah, yeah so don't what are you worry. complaining about yeah, uh, yeah he's he not going anywhere well 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 oh the, that, <laughs> that character in that movie yeah uh, no yeah right. shia, shia is i was going gonna say but... it doesn't hold up quite as well as nope. it used to but nope. anyway so i like the the lead characters i really like the dominique fishback character i thought she was very charming i don't like the singing to herself thing i think that was misused because of the situation but all in all i thought she did a really great job they made her smart you know like she yeah she's, she's resourceful she's she's able to crack puzzles and codes and, yeah um, they're they're giving the the female lead characters things to do which I'm, I'm not you know darren mentioned that you know they gave megan fox a little bit of uh, a things, little bit a little yeah. bit but they're taking these characters between Haley steinfeld and the character in this one El- elena i think yeah elena's elena, yeah. They're, they're giving them things to do they're, things they're, to do they're, they're giving them agency they're not just, they have agency in these yes. movies, giving them just agency being thank around. you yeah. exactly so we find out that that optimus prime wants to go get the key elena sets it off when she's doing the examination on the falcon big light in the sky optimus prime sees it and he says autobots converge i found a way home and that's when they all get together he's in the middle of having a crisis of faith should i steal this porsche you know this is all i've got left but like i don't want to do this i do love that like every time the cops are trying to stop him he's like i'm not driving yeah he puts his hands up he's like i'm not doing anything and and it's great that this takes place in a time where there's not all the smart cars much footage and and i gotta tell you that is a thing that they're gonna have to start doing right you're gonna have to start setting movies right in a a time frame you know like you can't without cell phones like for a lot of movies in the past like new slasher flicks right like what if they you you everybody has a cell phone let me just press my watch let me press my phone right and like i can just record you i can call 911 and we're good to go yeah, you you can't. They have to give them a reason why they're you out. Got to no set service. it in the 80s. There's yeah, no right. Or you know they have to tell them why can't we use our cell phones? Even even now, like you walk through the woods, you got service. 
You're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're right. gonna have service, Starlink like or whatever. You know, yeah, you've got the satellites out there. But but so this is our first big chase, and I thought it was really well done, really fun yeah, with yeah. the Porsche. Oh, those you cops know. are dead, by the way. Oh yeah, I, I <laughs> they did not survive like, those crashes. <laughs> the one where he goes up on the side and then well, even they do like the, yeah, he flips and the there's ramp. one that yeah. there's one that goes like face first into. Like the median, the, uh, yeah, the yeah, median. Yeah. Like that dude's dead. <laughs> you know, it's in 1994. They're not wearing seatbelts. <laughs> you know, might be wearing like, seat those guys are dead. Jeez. So I, don't, we don't see them die, but there are some some catastrophic. <laughs> yeah, car because there was nothing left but goo <laughs> oh, with how geez. fast they were going. <laughs> but it's a really good car sequence. And then anyway, they all go meet up, and this is where we see our Autobots and Optimus Prime explains his thing and why he wants to get home. And then we find out Mirage brought this human into it. And Optimus Prime doesn't trust humans at this point. And, mm, right. and there's that this is the line we get where we know it exists in the same universe where he's like, B, I know that you found a human that you like. I can, can can I don't I don't ever want to hear Optimus Prime call Bumblebee B ever again. <laughs> why is that? I, I don't like it at all. That's what he I don't know. Him. It's better I, than Bumble. I guess that's true. BB. I guess that's fair. Hey, BB. Both of those oh, are no. there. It is all bad. Like I don't know why. What do you want it, to call him? Bumblebee. I don't know. But like B- there Bumblebee was tuna? Bumblebee tuna. That's an Ace Ventura. A Bumblebee tuna. Joke. That's an Ace Ventura. <laughs> you can't make that. That movie hasn't come out yet. Not for another year. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but like well, I don't know. We don't I just, probably want to make Ace Ventura one references anymore. Those don't hold up either. At least the end. We just we won't make fun of. <laughs> Finkel and Einhorn. We'll just yeah. leave that alone. Everything else up until that is fine. Oh, man. When he turns her around. I know. I, I, sorry, holy just, shit. Your gun is sticking into yeah. my hip pocket. Oh. <laughs> uh, on. He's got like the plunger uh. on his face. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, it felt like I don't like Optimus Prime using slang. And I know that B is not slang. It's but just, it was just a nickname. I know. I know. But it felt weird. I didn't okay. like Okay. So anyway, they basically are like. You got to get past these things, Joe. I know, yeah. I know. It's hard. <laughs> so they've got to get to the key. Mirage is like, hey, I know a little human that's sneaky because they don't want a bunch of huge robots trying to burst into this facility. They want to keep a, a low key, you know, they want to grab the key, get out of there. So they enlist, like, Optimus Prime is reluctant, but they enlist Noah to go in. You know, Mirage goes to bat for him, and they end up getting in there. They uh, He transforms himself into a garbage truck. They infiltrate the facility, and then when when they get there, we cut to or right before they get there, we cut to the, the Terracons. Are they Terracons? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Okay. The bad guys, Scourge and the Terracons. They, they the cons. The cons. <laughs> there you go. They, they've also you know detected the presence of the key and they're like oh great they're going to lead us right to it so there's a little face to face with noah and elena and mm-hmm. elena's like I-, I like this she's like what are you trying to do you're trying to steal this and he's like no it's not what it looks like and then he's like oh well it's kind it is of exactly what it, looks like. what it looks like <laughs> again funny little lines they're, they've got good chemistry there's funny lines in it and meanwhile while they're fighting over this thing the terracons come and just like blow a hole in the museum well what i what i like about this is we don't really get an idea of how powerful the terracons are like yeah they took out optimus primal's dad fairly quickly but we didn't you know you don't have any history with that character right? yeah. you don't know but when I they mean, show think, up and they I start think from i mean from that little hint in the beginning you do get the idea that like these guys mean business right they're trying to fight them off yeah and and you know he, it's like that, almost cups cuts that eight blink character in half he, like, yeah yeah, I mean, yeah 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 like they like they basically because of whatever unicron has done to this character he is able to just go through and destroy anybody there's you know but what's well, a when we finally get to see him go toe to toe against Optimus, Optimus yeah. Prime 
has a tendency to just again run through people. He's out right? his prime. He's the he's guy, right? Prime. Yeah, and he cannot stop. Oh, he except for freaking, stop. I'm having flashbacks to the mo- you know the movie with Megatron when he he gives he shows Megatron mercy and Megatron turns around and shoots him and ends up killing him. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what you yeah. get. <laughs> you don't mess with but, the Megatron or the yeah, Tron. Right. The, the Tron, Tron is the prime. Tron. Call yeah, <laughs> but Scourge. I mean, they're just they're Plowing decimating. What? Plowing through them. It's good. Oh it's yeah, good they're, fight they're the decimating museum. them all. They're, they're on I, the campus, just taking. I mean, they're stomping through things and throwing them into statues, and it's a good little showdown. I mean, Bumblebee shows up, and he, we think that you know Bumblebee is, has been a hero yeah. this entire time, and he has the hero pose where he's got Optimus's axe, and he comes through and. Scourge oh is, my so, gosh. is so fast that he just turns around and guts Bumblebee. He runs it right through him and like holds him up him by the chest. The sword. Yeah. And I mean, this is a gut-wrenching moment because if you watch Bumblebee, the movie, and we got to know him as basically the main character, the main Transformer character, and then he comes in as the hero here and, you know, they kill him. Take him out. It's. I mean, it's one of those comic book type deaths where you're like, are they really going to kill Bumblebee? But, I mean, it seemed pretty <laughs> you, serious. You know what was cool? What I really liked is because it seems like all the other, again, I haven't seen last night, so I don't know for sure. But it seems like all wow. the other Transformers movies are pretty much Bumblebee-centric. Yeah, right. So I like that they made this one Optimus Prime-centric. It's Optimus yes. Prime that has the the character arc, which I appreciate. Like, he doesn't trust humans, and he trusts you. It's simple, but at least it's there. Yeah, so I really I, like it too. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, and I so, do like the line. So the they our our characters run out of the building, and I do like the line where Mirage is like, "Oh, you're still alive, great." <laughs> yeah, that and is like, really you funny. Know, they they scoop up the heroes, and our our the the Autobots have to get out of there. Like they are, I think they lose the key. Well, yeah, Scourge they, has the key. Yeah, Scourge has the key. And, and I was like, well, that, okay, we've got a lot of movie left. Like, yeah, well, half of the key. Half yeah. the key. Well, we right. find we're out they cut away. He goes to Unicron and says, hey, I've got the key. But and that's then, when Air Razor comes in and saves. Right. Saves. Air Razor yes. comes in with her flamethrower voiced by Michelle Yeoh. And right. she kind of saves them and they run away. So like, we don't want to mess with these guys. And she says they've got half the key. And then Unicron, we cut back and he's like got scourge up in the air like about to rip it in half or something and says yeah. you mess up one more time you're done for you um, know what i thought was cool and this is fan service stuff and first of all they played the unicorn theme the vince the unicorn yeah theme, the vince they did. Yeah. they play it when you see him but yeah. also when scourge keeps going back and saying look what i've done for you master and it's like no you haven't and he like messes with him and tortures him yeah. it's the same thing as the cartoon where galvatron keeps going to unicron to say, i've done this yeah unicron oh, so i like that good it's call. fan service but it's not just there to go oh point and look at this, and that's what I'm saying, part of right? The story. It's yeah. understated. Everything. So I like well, that. Well, especially for me as someone who loves the movie, is you know when I say the movie, we're talking about the cartoon. The, we know. The, yeah. you know I go. You got the you, touch, Kevin. I get it. Yeah, you got the <laughs> touch. I love that. So I'm like. They put Unicron in one of these movies. I never thought that we would see Unicron in one of these modern reboots. Welcome to the freaking, Marvel movies for me, Kevin. Yeah, but but I'm like, they did it, right? And and I thought that's such a cool deep cut where most people watching this, especially if you grew up with the Michael Bay stuff, you've never heard of or don't you know, you don't know who Unicron is, and they make him the big bad of this, and I thought it was really neat. And like Darren said, all those little homages to the characters, they never feel heavy handed. They ever introduced the Dinobots? In the in Age of Extinction, yeah, you have a scene where Optimus is riding on freaking Grimlock. Grimlock okay. is the coolest okay. character, and <laughs> I need them to do service to the Dinobots and Grimlock. Yeah, they did not do good. So I saw did. so I saw this at the Draft House, and yeah. if you, I've ta- I've talked them up a lot, 
and I think they're the best theater in St. Louis. Hey, I saw this at the Draft House. I know. I'm so glad you got to go. Theatrical experience at the Draft. I'm sorry. It's a a fantastic. Yeah, I bought the uh, season pass. I'm so excited to go there. It's a great. Darren, do you guys have? Do you have one for close to you? Festival or something like that? No, the Alamo Draft House. Alamo. We don't have. No, no, the closest. Uh, no, we don't. Not even. Bummer. I would love it's, it. I would love it. it they're don't. fantastic. Yeah. But they always show something <sighs> that might have something to do with the movie you're going to see. So they showed a clip of the Dinobots taking on the Constructicons. Yeah. And they all come together. I'm Devastator. To Devastator. Oh, yeah. And I was That's like, dude, right there. are we going to get like the Dinobots are going to show up and then I was kind of bummed because we don't. need, we need, the, <laughs> no, we need the no Dinobots versus <laughs> Devastator and the Constructicons. Yeah. We, we got to get that and they got to do it right. Did but they anyway, have the, they had the Destruct- Destructicons in the other ones too. I think they, they did, sh- but the, the like Constructicons, only. they were, but they were not done right. What I mean, okay. like when you see these character models, when you see RC and you see Optimus Prime looking like, yeah. you know, they look like Transformers. They look like G1. And yeah. for better or for worse, and I mean, they do, well, it's definitely for better. Beast Wars, as rudimentary as it was, you know, they have the animal character designs and everything. And they made them look really good in this movie. And Agreed. I, th- they, these movies feel like Transformers, like the cartoon. And I appreciate all those character models. But to breeze through the story, though, so Elena sends them to Peru. They say, we got to go there. That's when we get the big airplane that's voiced by John DiMaggio. And he, you know, they end up taking him. He's all rickety. But they go to Peru. There's a big festival. I don't know if you guys caught it, but in the festival, the parade, all the floats are different animals that are like yes. maximal type animals. So I took that cool. as like they know, like this, yeah. this village knows that the maximals exist. They've been their protectors like of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it's that's like, it's of, like Wakanda. It is yeah. kind of like Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But I, what I really like is so they eventually they're, they're trying to find the other key and um, they end up tracking it down, going into these catacombs or whatever you want to call them. Good horror types. Yeah, it was good, the, some good jump scares. The yeah, spider really robots. It's not in there, but we find out it's because Optimus Primal had taken it and had been safeguarding it. So when we get to Optimus Primal and all the animals and they get together, they go to this village in Peru and here Optimus Prime is still leery of humans and you get the line from Optimus Primal again like halfway through the movie and after you've gotten into all these characters and he says that there's more than meets the eye with the humans and mm-hmm. we've never seen it turned around like that so i like how you get that fan service but they flipped it and trying to convince optimus that you can trust humans there are good ones so i like it well, what's, still what's funny about that arc and <laughs> again i like that it's there but it's funny yeah. that optimus in the cartoon is such a hero and he's so like what is his is, like what is it? Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. That's his yes, saying, yes. right? Yeah. But in Age of Extinction, it's weird because he's like, "Ah, oh, kill all humans! Like all humans, much <laughs> the, anybody that opposes us must die." And it's like, what's happening? Right. And he's like, he's ripping people's spines out. Like he even did that in the third one, stuff like that. So even though he has that arc, he's still in this one. He's like, "I'm gonna kill that guy. I'm gonna kill this. Rip out his spine. I'm gonna rip off his head." And he does it still. But it's, but, but, it's just but weird it, that that stuff is there. But yeah, but it was. I mean. It, it, it wasn't as aggressive as Age of right, Extinction, right. and it was also because he killed Bumblebee. So yeah, yeah. I do like that he's mad because his best right. friend, and you know, and also he feels guilty. Right? Optimus is now mm-hmm. carrying this guilt. Talk about the characterization. We know that Optimus is the leader, as he yeah. often does. Feels that he has failed his people. I like it, that. Yeah, Elena keeps saying, you know, you see him as this gruff like asshole right but he's like imagine the the weight that's on his shoulders mm-hmm. and it's been on his shoulders for all this time 
Yeah, so, got so that's people, great. He got I, his people trapped here. Yeah. yeah, just just though to hear Optimus Prime say, "I'll rip his skull out." It's like, <laughs> oh, all right, I didn't Whoa. expect Optimus to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a little bit much, but he's feeling but the grief. You. We see yeah. why he does it. You know, it makes that he has the motivation there, and he um, overcomes and, it. So that's. And it, yeah, and he's also foreshadowing for, you know, it's the whole call your shot, right? Yeah, I'm right, going right, to do right. this, and then he does it later. But anyway, so they, they meet up with them, and they're like, well, yeah, we got to get this key. So we find out that Scourge had fired some kind of a disc that attached itself to Air Razor, and it's like infecting her. It's you yeah. know, turning it's, red. and She got a zombie bite, basically. Yeah. yeah, and so she ends up turning and... Which I think in, the, in Beast Wars, I think there is a character that does turn on the maximals like they it's either well i have to take your word for it i think there's two (laughs) i was doing some research and there's a dino bot dino bot goes to the maximals and then there's somebody from the maximal dino bot i think is like a raptor and they are that's like the star screen that's yeah 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 beast wars but then there's also one i think well there's a weird thing that i saw that a maximal and a terracon are dating they, okay. and the, so I, the, the show it's, sounds yeah. like it's kind of bonkers. I, from what I understand, the first season was pretty corny, and the second season they start introducing G one characters. Optimus is in oh, it at okay, some point, okay. so it starts to feel like the, the, I think the writers were like, "Hey, maybe we should watch that thing that the show we're making is based on." <laughs> they start incorporating some more of that, and it gets better. I heard season two is really, really good. Three is like, eh, it kind of falters a little, but I heard that they started inter- introducing more mythology, and it started getting yeah. a little deeper. So I think the, like I it. think the yeah. first one they're like, "What do we got to do to sell toys?" Okay, they're animals. <laughs> like the I Hasbro think, way, baby. They, they really didn't. I mean, the fact that the showrunner and the writer had never seen G one like that's crazy to me. That just yeah, tells that's... you everything you need to know. They were hired to to sell toys, right. and you know, even though that's the goal, it's like eventually, I think for season two, they said, "Let's bring on some people that understand the characters," and it gets better from everything that I understand. But anyway, from from here on, it's the MacGuffin chase. They're trying to get the other yeah. half of the key. But another, I mean, again, you care about these characters now, and Optimus Primal is forced to kill Air Razor. Oh yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah, that, that was, was good. good. It was really uh, well done. And you felt I like, like I like how she tells him it's okay. Like you yeah. need to do this. Yeah. I like that. You have or to do at, this. What, like at all at any cost or what there's a line yeah, that they at any, at any cost. But it's also juxtaposed with when Optimus loses Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. I like that they kind of get the same kind yeah. of They're both leaders that are burdened with yeah. doing things hard and making tough yeah. decisions. Just and- just that one character matching is better than anything in any of the Michael <laughs> oh, yeah. Bay movies. Like <laughs> exactly. that's, that's that's how lazy those Michael Bay movies are. Is they're not there's, paying as much attention to There's no characters. subtlety to the Michael Bay movies. That's, that's the thing. It. And he here gets, he wants to be parallel. smashy smashy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got these parallel characters, the human characters, the parallels between the the I, I keep wanting to say Autobots because that's what Transformers are called to me, but the Maximals and the Transformers have these parallels, and I really like that. But it, it, he's forced to make that tough call, and then now the Maximals and the Transform- the Autobots have to team up. We should, we should also say that they have laid Bumblebee on a pile of – what's the what's their energy source? Energon. Energon, which is all over Peru. And while – it's not going to work now. Optimus Primal says, I don't know. It might. A massive, a massive, a surge, massive right? amount of energy yeah. might wake this thing up. And Heck it's just yeah. like, well, okay. We yeah. know, but got it. Check. Yeah. You get it. Um, yeah. And then we get the Avengers Endgame scene yeah. where we've got our guy. See, I was paying for my food guys. at this point, so it was okay. <laughs> 
So that's the good and the bad part. Where I'm yeah, like, right. okay, this is the, like this movie had me until the very end, and, and while I still really enjoyed it, you're right. It was the beam in the sky. It was the Avengers. Yeah. It was the the every gen- every movie since every Avengers. third act. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like where that. Wonder Woman falls apart. It's kind of the same thing. Really strong until that third act, and yeah, I you know. But here's the thing: the movie was so good up until that point. And when I say so good, I mean. It knows what it wants to be, and it nails what it's trying to do as a Transformers movie. It's so good until this third act, where I give it a pass because I'm like, okay, I don't know how else was it going to end up. You've got a, you've this got the is world exactly eater. They were gonna get, you've got yeah. a world eater Unicron beaming Earth and trying to destroy it, and you want to have robots punching each other. I'm not sure what the smaller, more contained ending would be. There in this. isn't one, there, right? It's no, just... I don't. I don't think there is. Well, so yeah. we're at the end. You're talking about the end game part where they're all charging. We're right. Yeah. We're there, right? I'm not jumping yes. ahead or anything. No, 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 no we're, we're there. there. We, I, yeah. Unless you so, think something else happened. No, no, no. no. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that what the they're hitting. People are looking at the MCU for what the, that's the model that's going on right now. People right, are looking is, at the MCU. Yeah. Go, how are they making this work? And so they're just well, let's just do the same thing that they're doing. Let's just and that's what Wonder Woman does. It's, it, they mm-hmm. all just try to copy what's come before. It just depends, like we were talking about with the special effects, is how sincere is the story? How yeah. like Wonder Woman? Yeah, it does lose its way and all the stupid because it has to have those in there for some reason. Yeah. But then it, it does bring it back where Wonder Woman's like, I believe in love. It's like the heart and yes. her sincerity is what gets you back. And sorry if I'm jumping ahead. I know there's a bunch of fighting and stuff like that. I thought it was funny, first of all, that Scourge has this dark matter, but then they're able to to beat him. Anyway, we haven't talked about the part where they, they join, right? Yeah. Where so we need um, to talk about that, obviously, well, before before I get to my point. Noah, Tommy, I may have been ordering a drink at this point. Remind me. So Noah is oh, there. Mirage, you've got, you've got Noah and Elena going underneath this the, the bridge. They pull Noah out, and Elena has to keep going. Oh, oh, there's a failsafe. We got to mention. So yeah. the key is combined at this point, and once yeah. the key gets combined, Unicron can teleport there, and, and he's and, starting to come through. But there is right, right. one failsafe, of course. It's of like, course, oh, yes. The, so, it's the so, one hole in so, the Death Star. So, yeah, our, yeah. Our failsafe was that we split this apart so they couldn't be joined because that'd be kind of the little the staff in the first Avengers that can yeah. penetrate. Yeah, the yes. Loki Pokey stick. Yeah. Oh, there you go. but if they if they are joined, there's a secret password. Joe, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a Kevin Smith yeah. thing. I can't take credit for that. That's a Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. But so there is a fail safe, but they're like, dude, the password died with Air Razor. Like, there's yeah, no yeah. one's going to know this password, but of course, Elena studied Elena's all the symbols. Like, I got it. I got I it. I thought it was funny that Mirage has that plan. I'm Mirage, right? And it works for like maybe 10 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. When we saw it work earlier, it was really good. Yeah. So I, yeah. his power is that he can create holograms. And I like how they even created Anthony Ramos holograms. And he's like, hey, yeah. what's up? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's like Anthony Ramos doing a Pete Davidson impression, you That's know, because you know he's looking. Looking at him yeah. as Pete Davidson right, right, and right. Mirage, but so then we see it here, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Mirage." And, and he, well. so basically, Noah is dead to rights, and Mirage steps in and takes the shot for because him. he promised his little brother. He brought a walkie-talkie, and apparently they've been communicating. <laughs> and the little brother said, "You watch my brother's back. You do not let anything happen to him." And he made a right. promise. And, and that's that was where the a, heart. Yeah, that was another right? thing, though, where I was like, "How is that walkie-talkie communicating across <laughs> the planet?" Well, you got it, uh, and then you're like, "All right, whatever." Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's in a he's in a yeah. robot arm. I don't know. Yeah. It just First, it just kept doing these things where. Hold on. Darren. What? What? <laughs> and then, but then they would bring it back. Darren, first of all, no. <laughs> just no. Stop it. Why are you asking? That's ridiculous to even ask that. Well, so, it's the same thing. Just to go back, when, when Mirage turns into the garbage garbage truck, yeah. I was like, how does the physics work that he's able to turn around? And then a <laughs> giant garbage from, truck? Well, how did you oh, go from that, that goes back to the cartoon where Megatron is this huge turns robot. Into and then he turns gun. into a gun. Thank and you. it's like, okay. Starscream, just crush him. 
Yeah. While you're holding the gun, just crush it. Like, what's so, going on? I know. Just break so I, it. Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was going to be my exact complaint. You can't – Transformers can transfer how, – how does one of those cassette tape robots turn into a big, yeah, like, right, full-size right, – right. it doesn't make yeah. any sense. But anyway, right. I took it seriously as just that they have this super advanced technology where he tapped into – the brother's walkie-talkie and gave it a transmitter or whatever. Like, you can explain <laughs> that away and whatever. But but basically, we, we think that Mirage is going to die. And he's a character that, given what we've seen in these movies, it's like, okay, you could... Lo- it would it could, you could do this right like yeah. they're, they're the stakes are just high enough that you could lose this we character. like him and, it, and right and like it gives you a character to care about like if in a lesser movie we don't care if well, one of these new robots dies but like they the writing is so good that we care about Noah, we care about mirage we care about these characters and so much so that going back to when Optim- optimus primal has to break air razor's neck or whatever crush her to death however he kills her like that almost made me emotional because i had just in this short time seen how good of friends they were and they were just reunited everything they've been through yeah. and he has to kill his his teammate and right holy um, cow they sell the sincerity like again like the yes, they do they really do so and that, again that's that, that goes i think that goes back we've talked about it a billion times but able to show emotion through a cg face mm-hmm. is what sells that Right, like uh, that's that's the selling point. Rocket Raccoon, yeah, absolutely great example. Look how and well that's another thing. Are. If if they had made sorry another tangent, if they had made Guardians of the Galaxy have Quantumania special effects, we oh. wouldn't have bought those characters. Absolutely yeah. not. It's so important. You have to make Rocket and and Lila and, and Flora. You have to make them so but believable and heartfelt. So, yeah. So right, it's it's not only better animation, but the writing. See, that's yeah. the difference. The James Gunn difference, as we talk about it, and we'll say it again and again and again. James Gunn understands the heart of these characters, yes. and if you don't make us care about them, then whatever happens to them doesn't really matter. But he makes us care about CG animals, not just one, but four of them, and we yeah. are heartbroken and devastated when things happen to them. Mm-hmm. And and it's right. what they do with this movie; they make us care about giant robot cars, like you know we should be like oh that's just a robot right like but we don't feel that way about when it's done right transformers aren't just robots they are friends right they they have become friends and family and they do what fast and furious does wrong and those are humans right (laughs) we don't we don't feel the robots in this are more human than the humans yeah right 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 like like they're trying to sell family but it's written in a way that's so ludicrous that you well hey look at you look at you good job you just you don't buy it and here They've gotten us to care about characters they introduced in this movie, well, and we're already yeah. on board, right? So here's the point that I was trying to, that I was hinting at earlier. Is, yeah. yeah. It, so what this movie does is it keeps doing stupid things. Okay. <laughs> so, like, again, Noah has the glove that, for some reason, he just knows how to use all of a sudden. Yeah, like, right, right, So it's right. like, oh, hold on. And so it would keep taking me out every now and then. Or the part at the very beginning where Noah has to leave, and it's like, he's not going to have a conversation with his mom. Like, that kind of took me or. Or you have like the national treasure stuff where they just turn the little circles, and I'm like, so you're telling me that these things have been around for a thousand years, and nobody has thought of that. You're the first person to think of that, which reminded me of like the second national treasure where they're up on Mount Rushmore mm. and they're trying yeah, to figure right, something right, out, right. and they're like, well, what if we pour this water bottle on this one part and it clears? And I'm like, so does it not rain up in Mount Rushmore? Like, what's happening? So it's it's that kind of I thing. See. And so the yeah. part where Mirage can, I need you to take the wheel, and he has like he he. Again, to bring it into something we're going to talk about in a little bit with his G.I. Joe. Like the first G.I. Joe movie, Rise of Cobra, where they're, the Wayans character the, and the Tatum the exo character are wearing yeah, yeah. the exosuits. That's what that reminded me of. When he gets that suit, I was like, come on. Like, what's happening? Like, really, we're going to do this? But 
I like, the, and again, I like. There's no way that that little Noah in that exosuit is going to be able to fight this, you know, scourge that destroyed giant. You robots. don't remember when Spike and Daniel got exosuits? <laughs> that's right, and they <laughs> what transform. A great, right? What a great, what a great, great callback yeah, that, to that's tying it in, right? Right. Well, I wish. Why did they not make Noah? Yeah, but my nickname is Spike or something. Spike, why something did they like not? <laughs> they pulled in so much good. I mean, maybe that would have felt like a hammer over the head. But I feel like right. if if you gave him a nickname, I mean, they did it. And Nolan did it. Well, my yeah, nickname's did, Robin, were, right? So, uh, yeah. but again, it's cool though that I, yeah, it's dumb. Like that moment was yeah. stupid. Like I turned to my wife and was like, "This is stupid." <laughs> but what's cool about it is the mm-hmm. idea that it's humans and trans and Autobots fighting side by side. Like there's yes. the part where Optimus goes. You and me, we've been self-serving this whole time. We've been trying to serve our own points. We need to work together to serve a common point. And that's yeah. what they're doing. So I like the idea that they're fighting together. And again, what's awesome is even though the stupid stuff was happening, when Optimus is sacrificing himself, but no, all of a sudden Noah comes and saves him and says, no, at whatever, at whatever cost. Like, at and whatever then he cost, pulls him back. Yeah. And then no, just when you think... for one, right? All, all, that's, that's Optimus' that's, famous line. I think, isn't it Primal that says that? No, they say, they say all for one. They say that it's the Prime okay. line, yeah. Because I know sure. that Primal, and then but when Primal comes in, he's the one that comes and, and says something. I thought he says the same thing. I thought he yeah. copied Optus and says okay. all for one. All he says, like, until all are one and pulls yeah, him. That's and the, then all of a sudden, like we did the unicorn stuff, you have this the, the Jablonski theme from the first Transformers yeah. movie mm-hmm, that comes mm-hmm. in and... That part sold me. I was like, "Yeah, okay, great, way to bring me back." And they're they're doing this thing where they're all working together. Dude, all that got me. That got me emotional. Seriously, when it looked cool. like Optimus Prime was going to sacrifice himself as he always does, yeah, oh, yeah. he tells Prime Primal, and he goes, "He goes, your sacrifice will be our motivation, our yeah, yeah. our our commitment." What does he say? It's such a good line. Your credo, basically. Yep. Yeah. And Optimus Prime says, "I'm going to blow up the key and sacrifice myself and Optimus Primal looks at him and goes your sacrifice will be our creed or will be our whatever you know insert line here it was really really touching and then you see that because these characters have come to care about each other in just the short time frame of a couple hours that we've gotten to know these characters we see how tight of a unit they've become and just when Optimus Prime is about to be sucked into the Unicron thing you see Noah's hand come out and he's like I'm not gonna you know and does the all until all are one and then he's about to get sucked up he can't do it he's using his jetpacks on his feet and Optimus Primal comes and grabs him and that is an emotional moment it's the three Factions coming together yeah. and working as a team like, to all are one, right? I love, See? I love that. Good Which stuff. is kind of the way main to, plot of the, of the show. Mm-hmm. It's always, yeah. you know, it's working together. It's everybody working together. So our, mm-hmm. our all of our heroes get away. Omicron is. I will say the Unicron. fight with skirt. Sorry, Unicron. Unicron <laughs> is different. Omicron. Omicron is different. Yeah, you're <laughs> I right. think Darren called him Unicorn earlier. So Unicorn, whatever. <laughs> yeah. As long as but we I get say, the like, unit. I yeah. think the the fight with Scourge is really good. I, I you know, everybody, but. They close Prime up the portal. Scourge. Yeah, and that's when he yeah. tears. Oh his, yeah, tears his face off and then puts pushes him, in the him into, lava into the lava. The I thought it was yeah. pretty great. So everybody kind of goes on their separate ways. Elena, we see her like you said. You see her on sixty minutes explaining yeah. what she found in Peru. We've got Noah going on an interview with um, Leslie Stahl. Is that so? She's like, getting interviewed by Leslie, Leslie Stahl. On 60 oh, was, minutes, was, yeah. see, there's the. I have problems with that. What's that? When real quote unquote journalists play themselves in movies why like it to me it completely negates them as like what i it drives me crazy like, like when Wolf, anderson like Wolf cooper Blitzer. yeah Wolf Blitz. 
You don't like that? I hate I it. I think it. I think it makes it feel more real because they're because when I go and I see this is the Acorn News Network and <laughs> and John Smithton, it's like what the heck is that? That's a fake news thing. Like when they pull in Wolf Blitzer in the Avengers movies, I go like I know that. Like it, I don't know. To me, it makes. <laughs> well, it I like when they did it in Mission Impossible. Where they brought Wolf Mission. Blitzer. Oh, that was great with the mask. That was off. pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty good. But no, for the John sixty minutes, like I just thought they used archival footage and then kind of matched it with Elena's character. So I'm I didn't. I don't, they did. know, oh, I don't okay. know if that's actually okay. her. But. Um, I hope she got that paycheck, Leslie Stahl. Yeah. <laughs> Make that money for her use, her, her visage on screen. Yeah. So Noah goes and sees a guy about a job, and <laughs> this, okay, can I tell you right now? I caught no wind of this. Oh, I no had no wind. idea. Well, I knew because some of the Twitter people were saying you won't believe like that. That final thing okay. really hooks you I, in, right? I will say, okay, I caught wind that there was something they were teasing, but that's it. So I'm like, they could tease anything. Are they going to tease Megatron? John Cena's back or, or <laughs> Megatron? You know, I was thinking they're going to tease a character we know is like, oh my god. But I had no idea this was coming. <laughs> so well, this even, character, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. You're so there. this Noah's doing the interview, and the the guy who I always think of him as like the from dawn of the dead yeah like the jock alpha alpha male because that is him michael kelly right yes yeah Yeah, right and he basically says your you know your your resume is a little thin he's like i've been out of the country doing contract work and he's like i know in peru with your Uh, buddies this is where i started losing my mind and i was just like my mind i'm like all right it's you know it's whatever i thought he was bad i thought he was gonna screw him over at first no, I mm-hmm. thought he, you know I just thought he was a government agent who's okay. like, hey, you're really good at this. You've got a connection with them. We want to work with them. Well, my first thought was like Shield, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of. Holy crap! <laughs> so basically, Noah's like, I don't really know what's going on. I don't want to do this. And he slides a card across the table, and we don't see the card initially. And he says, well, "We're going to take care of your brother." But what he says him. is, "We're part of a covert." team and yes. in the theater out loud i went oh no like it i literally honestly I literally said, oh, he, no, he said it and it didn't even click <laughs> like that the property is so dead at this point yeah. i've never like, seen one did... of those movies never seen one i don't know if you're missing anything i didn't even uh, see the new one with uh, the, the, guy from... the one with the rock is okay in it because it's more practical and not special effects but yeah uh, they're they're not they're not but what is it? We didn't even say it. So okay, listening. so so he he go, he opens this. You know, he pushes a button on a, on a wall, and it opens up into this giant hangar. And there's a ship there. And I guess and if you know that ship is something that you it's might not. Oh, yeah, that ship is nothing. Okay, like I there there is there's a helicarrier. That's true. Oh, you said it. You just oh, you I just spoiled I it. So anyway, <laughs> there's Noah a blank, looks, a chicken noise helicarrier. Yeah, yeah. He he looks at the card, and of course, on the as soon as I see the symbol. And I was, I remember saying in the theater out loud, you gotta be kidding me. I think my my soul left my body for a moment. I just could not, I have no attachment, didn't see any of the movies, but I was just like, this is insane. And then you see the G.I. Joe logo, like the name G.I. Joe. I just gotta tell you, I loved it. I I, love that. It gets me giddy just thinking about it. I I couldn't, I I could not believe that I didn't put it together faster. Yeah, yeah. That well, this guy is the, what I what assume other property is, does Paramount own, and it's Hasbro. So it's <laughs> that's like, the, that's my thing, though. Is like I completely forgot that Paramount yeah. owned GI Joe. What you want him to say? Connect for the movie, Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just it's like, of course, of course, it's GI Joe and a yeah. Transformers crossover. Oh my gosh! Can like, you imagine the Rock? I mean, you've already got Cena. No, those guys are gone. Those oh, guys I, are. They're okay. gonna if they're gonna reboot Transformers, well, reboot. they're gonna it's, reboot. They're gonna but, reboot those. But I'm just Didn't saying, you bring him? in 
update who knows but it's a reboot right so you can do whatever you want let's say they bring in the biggest action stars to play gi joe guys the expendables and team right and team them up with transformers like again not knowing those movies the newer movies not having any huge love for for the series and stuff like oh man that gets series me, like, those action this, figures they i will say though they can go, start fresh right this time, that's just like yes. they did with bumblebee yeah they yeah, can start, they can start all over get sergeant slaughter while you still can <laughs> I don't didn't think he do the psas can. in the cartoon he did he yes, was he in did. the cartoon yeah. so he was a character, yeah, he was a character. In the cartoon. yeah sergeant slaughter's still around is he mm-hmm. we just lost chic uh, yeah but, baby but get sergeant slaughter man for that cameo for whatever you're doing at least it, it's crazy to the, the that they never did that yeah you know like they, and they those other movies those, how they not get slaughter yeah well not even that like how do they not put these two together oh how, well because, because they were both because both of them were making movies at the same time like when was that be, first gi joe? joe because it it sounds ridiculous but at this point i guess that's true it, that's it sounds fair. ridiculous but in 2023 we're just like what are you dumb but why would you do but, that but right <laughs> that's what i mean on paper 10 years ago you would have said give me a break but yeah, now right, it's all right. about crossovers and shared universes and expanded universes and i mean if they do it right if they make a good movie there's a I gi just, joe animated movie I, I don't know what it was. Like I, I agree with you, Kevin, that it's really stupid. Like, on, like you're like what? Like, but when it happens in the movie, I was like, that's. I don't know. It's like my lizard brain kicked in. It's I like, think yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's cool. I don't like. That's neat. That's a cool I think idea. That like, up why this not? Entire movie where this movie did all the right things. It set out to do. I think exactly what it wanted to accomplish. And every time I saw them transform big action scene car chase punching robots whatever i just i lit up this yeah. movie i it, it it did the dumb stuff quote unquote in a way to where it wasn't so dumb that it's bad it it just checked all the boxes for me and like you again even without having the love for gi joe properties i'm like game on let's do Bring it if it's this good yeah why well, not that's that's the difference like it it does have the really stupid stuff like it's got some real that my brain checked out right but unlike age of extinction which is non-stop just nonsense Mm. and again my brain fought me the whole time i was like (laughs) what and so at the end when optimus prime literally has a line on top of everything else happened to me he's like he flies into space or something he goes when you look to the stars think of one of them as my soul and i'm like are you me like is am i being trolled like you know what i'm like are you kidding the whole age of extinction is just all stupid there's no sincerity it's all stupid it's all nonsense stuff this one has that in it but it also has that heartfelt sincerity in those that's moments the, that work is. That's you know what i mean line. and so yep. even though it has that that stupid awesome stuff it's it you know you're right kevin it's what you expect from a transformers movie i just think it sells both of those things well even though they don't always mesh precisely bingo know? so that's the thing wait to that's, sum it up there it is. I, I, guys, I had a blast with it. I loved it. I saw it on the the big show yeah, or whatever at, the, at yeah. Alamo. Huge screen, big sound. You know, see this in a good theater with a huge screen and, and and good sound, and you'll have a blast with it. It made me feel like a kid again watching Transformers. And if they make if they keep making them like this, I think I just felt such a like a. Like it was making good for the crap that Michael Bay did, right? Like Michael Bay took this property and turned it into so stupid and all the things we don't have to rehash, but we got it during the episode. And, you know, took these beloved characters and dumbed them down in a way where it really felt crappy. And Bumblebee and this have restored my faith that they can take movies that are about a toy line and actually give them some heart and write them in a way where you care about the characters and care about what happens to them. And Give me that Master of the Universe movie, baby. <laughs> they do it right. <laughs> Well, let me just let me just tie something back in, and then I want to ask sure. you a question. But yeah. like, you know, watching this, I'm, 
just trying to, like I said, we, I, I introduced my eldest son in the Transformers episode we did for Nostalgia Cast. And this one, it was my, he just turned 14 yesterday, but it's yeah. our second youngest son. Happy birthday. He, he's been talking about, thank you. He's, I'll tell him, I'll pass that on. But yeah. he's been talking about Bumblebee and how much he liked that. And he's seen the, the commercials for this. And he thought it was, I want to go see it. So we took him yesterday to a matinee and he was really getting into it like especially when bumblebee comes back and turns the tide i thought that was yeah. cool it, it does that was have a cool those, scene we should yeah. mention bumblebee comes back because the energon cubes are right, i guess when, when unicron <laughs> yeah. does the thing like it it gives the energy burst and he can come back and he comes in and this hero scene fighting he does it to what song what song does he do oh which one was it i <laughs> was can't it sabotage? remember no, it's I'm going to knock you out. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, cool yeah. I yeah, thought 90s, that was really cool. The, we, yeah. the soundtrack, the 90s soundtrack's really that good worked. in this. But he comes right. in and he's fighting the, what's the bad one that you mentioned earlier? The female. The Nightbird. Yeah. Nightbird. And they have a great action scene. And he demolishes her, just fighting in the air and destroys her. Well, he actually, her. he makes Scourge do it. <laughs> like, oh, Scourge oh, yeah, he turns around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool, yeah. yeah. I, I expected there to be the, the female, like, RC killing her since That yeah. was interesting. But, yeah, so, again, it was really, for me, it was heartwarming just bringing our kid there and sharing that mm-hmm. with him and so i, I thought awesome. that was kind of a passing it on but That's my awesome. question for joe is like it, it sounds like you enjoyed this better than you said you did so i did like <laughs> i i actually i i agree almost 100 percent with what you're saying is like it's big it's dumb there were definitely parts where i was like god can we just keep moving but those those moments do get overshadowed by you know, seeing them transform or seeing Bumblebee come back. Or the camaraderie the end. between yeah, the I think humans and the Autobots. I, I do 100% agree, though, that these movies are so much better than the Bay stuff because the writers and directors have taken time to build characters rather than just throw robots through buildings. Mm-hmm. So when our, our Autobots or Maximals or whoever are fighting, you actually give a sh- about what's going to happen to those characters rather than like you know when i don't know they didn't any, crash any of the auto- a bud light truck and then drink yeah. the bud light any of any of the autobots <laughs> oh, any no. of the autobots in those <laughs> other movies like you just didn't care with the exception of optimus prime and bumblebee you didn't give a shit mm. where in this yeah. one i was like i wouldn't i would kind of like everybody to live please joe's like i, I would die from mirage <laughs> <laughs> not mirage hey no one threw <laughs> dust in mirage's face in this movie that's true <laughs> well, did you see fast x darren no, yeah. well, <laughs> that's, that's I'm notorious. Okay. I haven't seen a single Fast and the Furious movie. I that's own Fast. Crazy. I own Fast Five because I heard great things about yeah, it. Yeah, Fast, Fast Five is really good. But I haven't had the time to sit. And every time another one comes out, I'm like, yeah, that could be good. And then people are like, this is yeah. shit. So I'm like, <laughs> never mind. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I like the first one because it's Point Break, and then Fast right. Five, Fast Six, maybe Ocean's Fast 11. Seven, and then they get away from, they turn from espionage into superheroes, and they think they're superheroes, and it just doesn't work for me, at least. But sometimes Joe, they, even... Sometimes it'd be good, sometimes maybe. Yeah, you don't know. But it depends on the director, maybe, for those. Yeah. Like you were saying, it's Joe, it's not just the sincerity. They're also sidestepping all the racist, misogynist yeah. that Michael Bay had. That, that, again, that Romeo and Juliet thing, I think that's the most irresponsible thing I've ever seen. 
Yep. It's crazy a in a mainstream movie. Aim, yeah, to aimed at 14-year-old kids. Right? Tell people I'm this like, is okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't do this. I was so offended. I was like, what is this movie? Yeah. Why am I here? It's this, crazy these, that that got put into a yeah. movie. Bumblebee and, and Rise of the Beast, it doesn't have any of that stuff. That's what I mostly enjoyed. But it didn't have anything. Where, yeah, there were dumb parts, but it was never like... This is offending my me to my core. Like it, it wasn't. It didn't have anything like that. And so no, I, well, man, absolutely. Not. I appreciate that. Let's yeah. give credit to the writers by name. We've talked about them. We've sung their praises the whole episode. Joby Harold, Darnell Mater, and Josh Peters wrote the film. Again, directed by Stephen Capel Jr., who has now proven he's more than capable himself. We're going to see that guy in a Marvel movie. You watch. Yeah. Creed, <laughs> Creed two is fantastic, and then this movie. Um, this is kind of cool. I didn't realize he directed an episode of Transformers Earth Spark, which. Is is one of the newer 2022 animated oh, series. I think, on, the, I think it's the Netflix one. Nickelodeon, actually. Oh. The, it's, an N, uh, it's an N-word. <laughs> hey, well, now, be careful. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, Netflix did like kind of an anime Transformers, and this oh, one is sure, a sure, CG-ish sure. newer one. But yeah, he directed an episode of that, so I guess maybe that was a testing of the waters. I haven't seen that one. but We, we talked about the Moneyball aspect of what the MCU did. And yeah. I'm wondering if James Gunn, this is just spitballing is going to do the same thing when he, he he's going to moneyball the dc stuff when we've already heard yeah. that andy machetti is probably going to direct the new batman movie like brave and the, the bold he, is the rumor the, they the might brave go and the bold yeah so i just wonder if like you know james gunn is going to look at these guys coming up through the ranks of like yeah. these transformer stuff or whatever and be like we'll take you for swamp thing which is james think, mangold like that's what that is yeah. but the difference I, is james gunn will let those directors have personality. Correct. I don't think yes. he will treat them as cattle. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's the yeah. difference. Agreed. Yeah. There you go. It was good. All right. Well, that's it for this week's Bye. episode. Oh, wait. This is no, we don't do that here. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for listening. Rate and review us to all that stuff. Joe, tell the folks where to find you. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. Also on Letterboxd. If you go through my Letterbox for this year, under each movie, if we've done an episode of it, no matter if it's an old episode, an old movie or not, we've, we've, we've there is a link in the show notes for Look each at one you, of those. Mr. Fancy a, Pants has a plug to each one of our episodes for that said for said movie. Hello, so Mr. Go. Fancy Pants. All right. <laughs> Speak, speaking of Fancy Pants, the fanciest of the fanciest, Darren. Thank you for joining us. It was a blast talking to you as oh, always. Man. And give us some plugs. Okay. Again, our my podcast that I do with my best friend Johnny, childhood friend Nostalgia Cast. You can find me on Twitter at DW Lemberg. We've got a YouTube channel. Again, just find Nostalgia Cast on my profile and on Twitter. You can go and click on the link tree, and you'll see all the podcasters and YouTube is there. We're just finishing up recording our '90s Palooza season, where we just focus on '90s movies that we grew, we honed our movie chops on, and became huge fans of movies from that decade. So we've been having. A lot of fun there, so go ahead and check us out. YouTube, if you want to look at my face some more. I don't know why you would. but Or you can just wouldn't? listen on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is... Guys, I Joe, this is our first time actually chatting. It is, it is. We've other. gone back and forth a lot. We have, we have. Yes. And so, again, it's just like we're, we're friends. It's, it's no, absolutely. lifelong friends. Same thing yes. with Kevin. It's like, there you go. You guys are my podcasting brothers. And I, again, Thanks, man. 746 awesome. episodes? Good yeah. job, you guys. Oh, keep, man, I know yeah. you'll keep going. So 10 hopefully. years next week. So, yeah, Whoa, the, awesome. The Stay tuned. See yeah. you next week. I, you might have I a... will write that review. <laughs> it just, it yeah, you know what? Your review may be read on our 10 year anniversary episode. Oh, you my gosh. Get it in, buddy. Okay. I so, will do that. To touch on the 10 year anniversary, we might have something in the works for. This is, this, is, this is the hint. How about this? Our first episode was the beginning of the DCU, right? Mm-hmm. Our 10 year anniversary 
is the end of the DCU. Oh. See what that means. See what okay. that means. <laughs> so anyway, you can follow me on Twitter. This is Kevin at Kevin R. Brackett. And uh, yeah, follow us on social media. Definitely follow Darren, follow Joe, myself, Tom. Uh, you know, get all our tweets about random movie stuff. And we post all our episodes there. So if you're looking for a place to either find the latest episode or do the share for, so you're part of the show shares, follow us on social media. But that's it for now. And until next time, you've been warned. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already